Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of Mortally Wounded. I'm your host, Chris Welfare. And I'm your host, James Mabry. So joining us this episode, we have a special guest. Um, welcome, Ash McCune. Hey, guys. Um, so Ash is going to be joining us for um, a chat about the recent event that he went along to, along with James, which was the um, ADF event at Canberra. Yep. So. Yep. The Anzac Cup. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about that, um, which will be the main topic of this episode. And other than that, we'll just do a general hobby catch-up, um, games played, and then we'll talk about some upcoming events. Sounds good. So should we kick it off? Ash, as the guest, what hobby progress have you been doing recently? Yeah, so um, at the moment I've been working on a new project. Um, so I do this each year. I'll, I'll be playing with one project as I as I build up the next one. So the, the next army that I'm working on is a Devoted of Sigma army. Um, so that is... Uh, the flagellants and the warrior priests and the war altars, um, and as of yeah. yet, as mm-hmm. of yet, not to appear in the AOS stats at all. Partly why I'm doing them because I want to add them in there and then be the best in the faction in the world <laughs> would be cool. The one, um, <laughs> yeah, the one and only. So um, I know there's actually after starting to do some of the hobby on it and like posting things on like. On Twitter and stuff, I've started to find a few more people that have been doing the Devoted to Sigma on there. Like, oh, like I've got some like friends around in, like America and yeah. So um, yeah, I, I swear I saw Tom Lyons doing a Devoted Army ages ago. A lot of people do like the first unit of forty and then they stop. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm nearly I'm nearly through the second unit of forty flagellants, um, and I've got three three out of the six heroes painted up. So yeah, get nice. good project progress. Um, other than that, I've been, um, yeah, just building up a, a little Necromunda non-AOS warband. Um, yeah, that's about me. Yeah, sick. Which um, Necromunda band? Uh, yeah, so I'm going with the Vansar. Um, oh, cool. That's right. I got the, the chrome armor. Yeah, so I like... did a little tester to do the um, like neon chrome, like 80s style, like the retro typeface thing. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so I haven't actually put that to a model yet, but... Um, yeah hopefully hopefully it'll work that's, that's <laughs> very ambitious play, yeah wanna, was it louise sugden yeah say, on um, twitter i saw her 80s like neon kind of that theme arcanaut and yeah she made like a rainbow flamingo and everything it looked pretty she's done a lot of good stuff crazy. like that yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 that's me cool james um well I was doing a lot of, well, since our last episode, um, just been pumping out some endless spells and I painted a, so I painted the uh, prismatic palisade, quicksilver swords, I painted the purple sun, um, I painted, oh, and I've already painted the grave tide, a couple more, I can't remember at the moment, off the top of my head, <laughs> but uh, yeah, then I painted a spirit torment, uh, finished the executioner as well so i was kind of playing around with different heroes to take in my sacrament list and so after you know post anzac cup i finally started putting some paint down on turner gash so yes, in those yes. initial stages at the moment yeah dutifully following duncan's um uh warhammer tv how to paint the gash series so as is right and proper yeah so i've done <laughs> i've got them all in it's sub sub assemblies and i've started doing the spirits and the blending between the robe and the spirits so i'm at that stage now so plan is to get it done for um 
for Border Wars coming up the end of the month. So it's the the deadline's on, and I've got my my hobby schedule mapped out between now and then. So yeah, I'm I'm, pre- I'm pretty confident I'll get it done. I've got to paint another ten chain rasps as well, and. You just submit the list, and then you have to get it done. Well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I just bought another ten ten chain rasps, and because I've already got twenty painted, I only want thirty on the board, like three units of ten. So, um, I figured I don't I don't think I'll have enough time to paint another twenty. So I just got another ten. I'm going to split the twenty I've already got, but I needed another champion. So yeah. I, I thought I'd just buy the uh, the night vault box set. So I've got that. I'm going to use the little guy with the candle. Oh, yeah, Varklov. Varklov, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm going to use him as the unit champ for the third unit. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking about um, making, like, I've kind of painted the 20 I've got with kind of dark cat, like dark shawls and cloaks that sort of fade down into lighter sort of spirity wisps at the at the base. But with this, um, this unit, I'm going to go the opposite. So I'll go dark at, dark at the wispy sheets and then it'll it'll go up lighter towards the top of their their um cloaks so cool sort of opposite um light sourcing i guess um yeah. just so also make them a bit more easier identifiable on the board yeah on the table that's good <laughs> yeah so i'll do that and i'll i'll do that with the warband from night vault too i think just to make them that way so it all fits and i'll probably use them in the unit as well because i think they're really cool little models yeah. very yeah. characterful yeah they're good chain rasps yeah, but if I've got enough time, I'm, I'm, they're the main sort of core things I need to get done. But um, if I've got time, I'll paint, I'll try and paint like another Vampire Lord, Flying Vampire Lord model and another Necromancer if I can. That would suit the kind of Night Haunt theme I have going in my Nagash list. So, but if I can't do it, I've got the models there. So I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself for that. So. Yeah, but that's like. But you've got necromancers and a vampire lord, and I'm like, oh, okay, they're in a kind of different scheme. If you want to go theory, yeah, I can use them. Like they'll be fine. They they all I've I paint on my models so they kind of can all fit together. Uh, I've got a sort of basic color palette, but um, yeah, if I can get new ones out, just just something for something different as well for myself and for the army overall. New models, yeah. new sort of look. Um, yeah, but it's all night haunt sort of theme. I love the night haunt. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're really cool. I think I'm sort of naturally sort of just growing a night haunt army on the side of my legions and Agash armies. I mean, you so just keep painting. Got, yeah, you, yeah, you're pretty much got it there. Like with all the heroes and the, um, I mean, your your actual legions of sacrament list is pretty much all night haunt units, other than the the heroes. So yeah, yeah. So it's going to be the same for Nagash. It's going to be Nagash and night haunt pretty much. But yeah, with a necromancer and vampire lord at this stage. But I'd love to put the not a shrouds in the list uh, because he can still give that plus one attack, but he can only do it to night haunt units. Um, and he'll, but he'll be able to keep up with the, the hex wraiths that I've got. But um, yeah, a vampire Lord can give plus one attack and a gash as well. So <laughs> it's yeah, probably it the... the next turn. <laughs> yeah. It's, it lasts the whole here until your next hero phase rather than just that next combat phase. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's, it's a bit more of the, uh, Smarter decision to make there, probably. <laughs> in a Legion's list, probably. In a Nightmare yeah. list, you get the Deathless Spirits from him. But... Yeah. 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 Cool. cool. Yeah, so that's Hobby. And Chris, what about you? Uh, just carrying on painting up my few characters for my feck now. So my two Arch Regents um, and my Vargolf, and then Endless Spells, the Corpse Mare Stampede. Um, nice. 
but I last night may have changed the list, which will involve me painting up a dragon. <laughs> so I've been leisurely kind of painting away slowly, knowing that my I can get the few characters on foot finished easily in the two like two weeks left until the event. And now I'm like, mm, yeah, I might paint paint this whole dragon. <laughs> Just just paint up a new head. Snap off your tarot Yeah, head. I could just do that. But no. He's <laughs> he's he's built. The dragon's already built and I've put him downstairs ready to spray him, so I'm I'm intending on doing it, I think. Yeah. yeah. But and then it'll be cool because I'll have two dragons done. So nice. um yeah, I think that's the plan. But um You're definitely going with Feck for uh yeah. for Bottle Wars? I, yep. I've decided I mean they're being really laps on the corn FAQ, so I still don't know if Wrathmonger's buff skull cannons yeah. yet. So I'm kind of waiting. If that drops before it, would you I I decided no. Yeah. I was toying with the idea of if it came out I might just take corn because I've basically got if pretty much the list I was running before anyway, like three slaughter priests, blood secretor, blood <coughs> three, third, three cannons. bloodthirster, um of incense at rage, three cannons. Um, some blood warriors and blood reavers, and then all I'd need is the wrathmongers, yeah. and then I add in the um, judgments and the train piece. So it was basically the army I was running anyway. <coughs> it's a, mm. I think it's a pretty strong list, but maybe that'll be the next event I can get to. I'll take the corn out. But um, have you yeah, told I'm, Clint? I'm definitely taking Vec. Have you told Clint you're not taking corn? <laughs> yeah, um, I was talking to him last night. And he's he's actually. He was painting your wrathmongers. Painting my wrathmongers. I know. <laughs> we, talked, we, we talked about it. Okay. Yeah, to get them just done. Just sure. To get them done, just in case. I mean, who knows? If they get done and they get posted to me by tomorrow, then oh, and the FAQ comes out, and then is yeah. Clint coming to Border Wars? No. no. Okay. Then who no. knows? But sadly not. But yeah, no. So that's me. Hobby progress. Games played. I've only got one, and then you guys are going to be the main subject. So uh, yeah, I just had a practice game with one of my lists which i'm going to change now i think um but yeah i used the corpse mess stampede so it was a feck off it was me and my dead watch um flayer heavy list against liam's gristle gore monster mash uh <laughs> again so it was a rematch because we played once before like a few weeks ago and he just basically took me off in a turn because i yeah. played really badly and just went here's my big army and he charged it with all four dragons and killed it in a game because mm, that um, <laughs> that's what gristlegore does so then this time i played a lot smarter and just ignored the general and killed everything else and just spread my army as wide as possible we played focal points which helped massively so i literally just put units on in in a diamond for all of the outer objectives because he went to the middle first so i left that one and then I killed. I was killing everything else or outnumbering on all of the others, and so then he flew the wherever he flew the dragon off to. He'd go and kill what was on that, but then I'd run something because you keep scoring. I'd run something back to the objective he just left to take it back. So every single turn I was scoring four out of the five objectives. So I got was getting six points every turn, and Liam was getting three or four, and then it went down to kind of two and then one so the final score was like 30 13 to me so it was a pretty good win yeah um, it was it was pretty bloody we both killed everything apart from i killed everything apart from his gulking on terrorgeist general because i have a combat army that he strikes first so i can't kill it and then he killed everything of mine apart from my two arch regents so we both had 400 points left on the table oh, wow. um <laughs> so yeah it was pretty bloody but it was a fun game um but yeah, like I said, I used the Corpse Mare Stampede for the first time 
managed to get it off on the first turn um and then got a 10 for the setup distance then moved it 14 which let me fly across two of his terror geists turn one popped three sixes out of five dice on one of them two sixes out of five on the other one and did five more all wins to both of them so that was pretty cool and then the rest of the game i was just flying it around doing wounds to flayers and chipping wounds off and then i used it to try and block a terror geist charge at one point and yeah i just thought it was a really good spell like i can see it doing really well against infantry and stuff like that especially elite infantry that don't really have mortal wound saves one wound stuff it will it will just do so many mortal wounds especially if you're playing msu like i think it would ruin your night haunt yeah destroy it um it, yeah it was really really good um and i had cogs in the list as well but to be honest i kind of didn't really feel like it was that useful um, yeah. So I was just using it to rewind time for a rerollable save on the Terrorgeist, but whatever he was fighting was like Ren 2, so it didn't really make any difference, and I didn't care about the extra spell. Um, so yeah, I kind of had a rewrite of the list afterwards, thinking I don't need cogs, and then I was like, oh, how can I change this? And yeah, had a bit of a retweak, and um, got a new list that I think is much, much better, and I'm happy with the composition of it, so um, I don't really feel like I'm sacrificing anything, and I get I get everything I want. Like I get a big beastie and I get lots of flares in unit sizes. I'm happy with, I get the stampede, I get a command point, got the formation. Like I'm pretty happy with the list now. So I think I'm fixed and I'm just going to finish and work on painting off the arch regent and the endless spell and yeah, get the dragon done. So that was my game. And so you can run that list either in uh, blister skin or play in. Yeah. I can, pl- I can play in anything because yeah. the, the general is, uh, the Infernal, yeah. so it makes Flares Battleline. Yeah. So I'm playing it with no court, but I could play it in... I mean, you wouldn't play it in Gristle Gore because of the general choice. That would be stupid. But yeah, you could play it in Blister Skin, have whatever general you want, or you could play it in Hollow Morn. Hollow Morn yeah. Or, yeah. Okay, cool. Or Morgorn. Or Morgorn. That exists as well. But... Yeah, to bring all your ghouls back. <laughs> yeah, That's all those ghouls that I'm using. Yeah. I do have like a hundred that I need to build, but... <laughs> I just, just summon them on. Them. <laughs> yeah, nah, I do need to get them done. There, I'll get them done afterwards. I think I've got thirty. I just want three tens so that I can just do a, a bare minimum ghoul patrol because that goes into any list um, yeah. that you want to do, and it sorts out your battle lines. So. Mm. But yeah, um, that was my game played. So, yeah, how so... about you guys? Let's talk about. Or did you have any important like practice games leading up to the cup before we move on, or do you want to just go straight into the cup? Um, to be honest with you, I, I played, I played one, I played several practice games in the lead up, but um, yeah, I can't remember them all. But the one that I do remember is um, against a young chap named Martin. Uh, he's a, a Canberra local. He was actually at the ANZ Cup, so we decided to have a practice game together about a week beforehand. And uh, yeah, he had Beast Claw Raiders, so the Thunder Tusk and the the Stone Horn, and he had. Um, he had a bunch Yetis, of, right? Yeah, I think he had some Yetis. Oh, he didn't have Yetis in the list that we played. I think he put that in after. Right. But um, I think remember after that game you were saying, I think I need to put some Yetis in. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he had the the Mournfang Cav. Uh, so it was, yeah, a bit of a bust up. Like, but um, I managed to pull out a victory in that game. And that's where I think I really came into my own with that particular list with Arkin. And I'd had enough practice games building up to that point where I was very comfortable with how that list works and runs and 
um, where to position everyone, where to put the grave sites, and it worked really well. And I was able to, you know, almost, I think I've almost tabled him. Um, and, yeah, it's good fun, good fun game. And thanks, Martin, for that. <laughs> and I think it encouraged him to tweak his list a bit too. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, Anzac Cup. We um, So Anzac Cup is an annual event. It's run by the Australian Defence Force Wargamers Association. So it's been going since about 2012. It started up in Ipswich in Queensland and um, just a sort of small, just a bunch of defence mates, army mates getting together uh, to play war games. And it's kind of grown since then to what it is now. So it's, it's actually quite a large event, filled up one of the halls down there uh, at Epic in Canberra. Uh, so they were running 40K, uh, Bolt Action, 30K was there as well, um, Age of Sigmar, of course, and a few other different experimental games and whatnot. But um. Yeah, they had they had set up this uh, sort of simulated rifle range <laughs> as well. So people were shooting zombies in this army tent at one end of the um, the hall. Massive they had, shooting uh, zombies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, they were Middle Eastern zombies. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, yeah, Australia. One point, <laughs> looking over it, and I was just like, going, oh, "I hope they turn the zombies." They're yeah. loud, yeah, yeah. The zombies did appear later. They weren't yeah, they, meant to be shooting yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, so and they had like a, a big tank, sort of like a tank turret that had a machine gun on it. So they you could go around in, like in a virtual reality and mow stuff down in this like mock battle. So they had like all the simulations up uh, for that the defense or the army uses for their training and whatnot. So you could sort of get an insight into their simulation simulations in their training that they use for tactical decision-making and all that sort of thing. Um, they also put on this dice rolling um, sort of raffle thing going on in the, they just call a stop to all the games, stop the clock, and then people would just come over and you could buy like you know, a, di- a dice for a dollar. So you'd buy like when you chuck a five or a 20 or whatever. So you have, you know, you have your 20 dice, then whoever's running the game will just call out, all right, um, two up save. So you roll your dice and then, you just you keep obviously you keep all your two ups, um, yeah. Then you go like four up save, and yeah, you just sort of roll through until you've got nothing less left. It's like basically the last man standing um, wins a prize. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's like this dice off sort of game, and then um, there was a, a big raffle going on, and uh, lots of cool prizes there. Some big boxes of uh, you know, there's had the Soul Wars. They had the the 40k game that's come out recently. I can't remember what's it called. Black. Fortress. Is it Blackstone Fortress? I can't remember. Fortress what actually... or no, it's the one. There's one after. Oh, I don't know. I don't care about 40k. Um, yeah. They have oh, to the Shadow Spirit. Hashtag not a 40k that. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I don't keep up with the 40k cool stuff. I'm just like, or... yeah, it looks cool. It's just another Space Marine. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a chaosy one. Cool. Oh, they've got some cool, very cool models. <laughs> yeah, they got the Vanguard ones now as well. What the the Vanguards like hunters. In 40k, yes. Really? Ah, Isn't that Space Wolves? (laughs) Um, Are they actually Vanguard Hunters? They're literally called Vanguards. I think they're they're in the Shadow Sphere box. Yeah, right. (laughs) They look cool. The models are good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And um, they have a cool event. 
yeah, they had like other prizes like uh, you know, zombie side boxes and oh, they had like a whole Vallejo paint set as paint well. Set, which yeah. Everyone had their eye on that. That was the first one to go when they drew the prizes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there was an airbrush set and had the full collection there. Was... It was an air collection and they had an airbrush included. In it. Wow, that's yeah, like hundreds and of, hundreds of dollars. Yeah, yeah, there was some cool stuff there, and so uh, yeah, unfortunately, didn't win any. I was a bit salty about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. Anyway, that's the rundown. Um, it'll be on again next year, so looking forward to that. And uh, a uh, guy named Sam Allen, he uh, he ran the Age of Sigma tournament within the Anzac Cup. Uh, so shout out to you, Sam. Thank you for putting on such an excellent event and organising it all for us. Um, the, all the tables were beautifully appointed. Uh, one of the main organisers of the event actually provided like 95% of the train for all the gaming systems that was there. Yeah. So he had a massive, he's got like boxes and boxes of the stuff and it was all high quality, really good quality um, uh, terrain. So each, each Age of Sigmar table had a different theme. Uh, there was like lava themes. There was desert themes, snow. There was uh, like a kind of Asian, like um, Japanese temple or Chinese sort of forbidden yeah, that, temple sort of that vibe. That was my like, favourite. Yeah, and it really suited your models too. For some reason, yeah, it, it did. clicked perfectly. Hey, I was just like, looked over. I think you were playing the game next I was to me. Playing you know? against Jet, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, so excellent terrain. Sam did a great job. The um, tournament pack was um, very, very well done. It was easy to understand, and, and um, yeah, so well done, Sam. Thanks for that. Yeah, you did a um, good job. Yeah, first so time to you. Uh, was it his first time? I think it was his first time. I don't yeah. think he did last year, so yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah uh, thank, did a really good job. Good work, man. Um, cool. Good on you, Sam. So first game, um, Ashley and I grudged. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so we had <laughs> oh, our... that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> so we had our first game in like something like three years. Yeah. I think, uh, I think last... the last time we played was uh, in like 2016. It was back when Age of Sigma just hit the handbook. And we yeah. were doing this, um, the league for the Sydney showdown, and it was like, like the finals for the league, and we played it. It was like yeah. 12, 50 points. Something, something like, like that, that. yeah. It's yeah. like we're playing the 4 by 4s at the Sydney store. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like the first sort of wave of event and sort of excitement that kind of kicked off the, the Sydney scene, I think. Yeah. It was like, I think it was Sean. Sean got involved and he um, organised it all, um, and it just kind of went from there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was all sort of swell and just kept going from that. So it was really cool. But yeah, but, like um, we've we've not played since then. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's because I'm always in the bottom to mid tables, man. Like <laughs> all the we've seen... always got that chance at the first round, right? <laughs> yeah. So we thought we'd make it happen this time. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, it actually turned out like we didn't get to finish the game, unfortunately. But we had um, sort of it was shifting objectives. It was in the realm yep. of Akshi, and it had so we had Realmscape. To um to deal with and he actually Sam had actually listed three realmscapes on the um on the scenario pack and so I was like oh hang on a sec what do we do do we roll for this or and so I went and um clarified it with him and he's like yeah all three apply to the game oh and I was wow like, so and I was three like three every game yeah we had three Jeez. every game yeah <laughs> so that carried through I think over that into every um. Like every game I played, I played with the three except for the last one because I was I was playing Andrew Bigwood and when we were setting up, he just rolled for it and I was just like, oh, I'm not gonna, yeah. 
I'm not gonna. I, I think a few, a few people rolled for it uh, towards like the the end of the tournament, and then a few people didn't actually end up playing the realm rules anyway. They just agreed with their opponents. So it was it was a relatively lax tournament. It wasn't. Yeah, like a, it was a casual hardcore. event. It was, yeah. yeah, it was actually um, quite nice playing a, a smaller tournament. Um, just uh, brought it back to the like it, you could sort of interact with the people there a bit more. I felt. Um, yeah. How many? Because how many was it? Thirty. Thirty-one people players. in the panel. Yeah. yeah. In the end, there was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good size. You were able to sort of go and meet everyone and like check out all the different armies on on display. And um, there yeah. was some really good hobby down there as well. Like, considering there was only 30 armies, I think about 25 were set up for armies on display as well. And like any yeah. of those could have won it as well. Yeah. That's it. And um, I think, well, Brant won the first prize for that. Yeah, and then, no surprises and, there. Yeah, no surprises <laughs> there. You to, if if you're gonna if you're gonna um, win that prize, you've really got to step up, and you've got to really take it to the next level. Yeah, <laughs> to get on to get on that playing field. But um, second was was it Andrew Bigwood won the second prize with his order Draconis? I think, no, I think Andrew it? got third. I think Ben came second. Was it Ben his... that got second? I, yeah, I, wasn't it the guy from Melbourne with ben? the other free people's army? No. No, Danny Prince wasn't there. Danny wasn't there. No, oh. no, no. No, Danny was there. I'm pretty sure Andrew Andrew won. I think he got second and Benny, Benny got third. Benny got third. One of those yeah. two, yeah. Um, yeah. So Benny with his um, beautiful Ardeneth and um, with Andrew his with dark. his uh, Free City of Molten Heart, which is yeah. Yeah, Otto um beautifully painted. Uh, worthy, worthy awards there. And, yeah. um, of course, Ashley, you came first. Oh, spoilers. Oh, we're spoiling <laughs> it. Oh, I'm, I'm getting excited. I'm getting we haven't even talked about games yet. I'm just I'm going straight to the end so we can move yeah. on. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we um, can edit it around so it's in the right order. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'll splice this in at the end later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood magic. <laughs> but um, okay, cool. <laughs> Should we just talk about our first game then? Let's talk about that. Yeah, just um, cut my rant off for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so it was shifting objectives. Um, like you said, realm of fire. So the realm effects that we had in play. One of them was um, the every step of league. So whenever you roll a six to run or a ten to charge, um, you have to take two three mortal wounds. Yeah, um, so for you. that kind of sucked for me. But I did thread the needle, rolling nines on a lot of my charges when I needed Probably to. Probably about ninety so percent of your like rolls 90% of the nines, charges, yeah. the nines. <laughs> you know, so you made the yeah. charge. You didn't get yeah. to take the wounds, and it was just like, come on, <laughs> come on, yeah. And I think the one time that I did roll a ten, it was with Raikonor, and then he rolled the six up save to ignore just it as well. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had flaming um, missiles as well, which didn't affect us because we don't have shooting. Yeah, um, I had like the one shooting attack, but I, I think I only ever shot zombies with it, so it didn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> and then there was, yeah, the guises of boiling blood, and I think that went off once at the end or something. I can't remember. We, we just um, I, I don't think it went off for me. It might have gone off for you, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We tried to we tried to get through the game, but I, we're pretty close up to. I think we got three turns in the end, didn't we? Or yeah, so I've got down here that we we rolled off for the third turn priority, um, and I think I won that priority roll. Um, yeah. And it was basically at that point you were behind my army, and the objectives were on my side of it. So you yeah. had to sort of fight through for three turns to get to the objectives again. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, definitely, you you probably would have brought it back because you just don't die. <laughs> yeah, well, I just kept um, bringing them all back. Like, I yeah. resurrected my army, re-resurrected my army, like at least once per game. Yeah, 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 you definitely <laughs> did. 
but yeah, so like uh, at the end of the so sort of start of the third round, we sort of made the call that we had. I think we had ten minutes left, and uh, yeah. like I mean, both of our armies just take a long time to play. Like long, yeah. long hero phases, long charge phases, long combat phases, and everything's in combat from the first turn as well. So yeah, um, yeah, just a just a time consuming game, but it was great. It was a great game. How yeah. um, how long were the round times? Just curious with all the realm effects and stuff. Two hours forty five. Two forty five. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's but, about the longest that most events can allow for, right? Yeah, pretty pretty standard these days. So. Mm. I think yeah. um, three hours w- would be would be ideal. I know it's a bit longer, but a lot of games were like uh, a lot of guys were sort of shouting out for like an extra ten fifteen minutes when yeah. they were calling dice down. It's like they just need that little bit extra, maybe like ten ten minutes even, just to finish their turn off. Yeah, to get a more yeah. um, concise result, but or even just like you, you're about to start the the fourth battle round in the, and you got ten minutes to go. Like if you had twenty five minutes, you got plenty of time. But with ten minutes to go, that's you're probably not going to make it through that Gang fourth sketchy, battle round. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, then where do you draw the line? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do think it would be good actually to just have three hours because, like, I personally, even if I finish my game, like it's no different to if somebody finishes a game within an hour or. Like if we had three hours and I finished a game at like the two hour mark and I've got an hour left, like I I'd never have complaints about having an hour In to just games. pack up my army yeah. onto my tray, yep. go get a drink, just go chill, go chat to other Grab people that have sure. finished. Like yeah, yeah, I definitely like if events can. I just think the issue a lot of the time I'm finding anyway is venue restrictions in terms yeah. of when you can start or when you can finish. Um, yeah, they just kind of take up the it kind of eats into the time you've actually got at the venue. You've got to, you got to set up and pack down as well at the, either end. So yeah. that's all to be considered. But um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so shifting objectives, any yeah. any standout moments? I found um, out what chain gas can do. Yeah. <laughs> Put them down fairly, <laughs> fairly quickly. <laughs> the the chain ghasts made a, a charge into the, the zombies. So there's a screen of zombies standing in front of Arcan. Um, so the chain gas made the charge in on the nine, exactly what I needed. Yeah. Um, and they, oh, yeah, because D three balls would hurt them. Would hurt them a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They then they piled in over the top because they were just in like not quite in base contact with oh, one guy. They got left, the attack the zombies, and yeah. so they got they got about <sighs> seventeen attacks into Arkan at Ren two. Um, I'll run one of those guys in the combat yeah. run two and shooting but um, yeah didn't quite bring him down and then they died very quickly after that. Yeah, no, they didn't do it. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I only hit him on fours, so yeah. But um, I think I got lucky with some rolls there. I actually rolled very hot in some of my games as well, like especially with the saves. <laughs> That's so, gonna happen. Yeah, it's probably not gonna happen at Border Wars now that it's happened at this event. So yeah, and then <laughs> then you brought down you brought down Lady Linda in a one could call it a cowardly display with your hex rays, <laughs> um, keeping Arkan hiding in the back of the table, not doing the, the fight of Mortax. Um, so Reichenov went in and, and took yeah. Arkan off to to, te- did, yeah. to to pay back for the lady. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically Arkan did fight Alinda, but it was through the hex rays. Yeah, right, yeah. He was in full <laughs> control, so... <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it was great. I, I do wish we got a chance to finish it, but um, then to the breaks. And so that was a major victory for you, first round, Ash. Well, yeah, congratulations. Was. We Thank forgot you. to put our um, we've got to put our secondaries down. 
Yeah, we well. so we, we were reading through the pack after we'd finished our game. We were like, oh, secondaries. We didn't know there were secondaries. There was like 20 we, secondaries to choose from as well. They were, they, they were using the, the GW official ones. So yeah. like it wasn't like explicitly noted in the, the front of the pack, but at the end of the pack it said like, yeah, secondaries, like secret objectives. Yeah. Um, and they had them all listed there. Um, so we, we just like decided that we would, agree that neither of us had achieved it since we didn't roll for yeah. it at the beginning and and then we just rolled for a random one that we would lose to then not play for the rest of the, the tournament so yeah. i think that's a good way of doing yeah, that seems fair. we resolved it yeah like um, gentlemen yeah oh you should probably one thing um go over your lists oh that's a great idea um and yeah, yeah ash because i realized i don't think you've actually been on the show before i was thinking you had but then i remember that was on shadow hammer yeah and it didn't get um, released <laughs> didn't it no, the Night Hall one didn't get released, I don't think. No, it did. I'm yeah. sp- I swear I listened to uh, it. It was a very, but, um, very late, very late. But yeah, like, her, do you want to just, like, talk a little bit about, obviously, your list, um, previous kind of events that you may have taken it to, yeah. and, uh, like, how it's been, and if you tweaked it from those events, like, what changes you made going into this one? Yeah, sure. Um, so, first of all, I'd say that I haven't been on your show before. I came third at the Sydney Slaughter. The original one. Oh yeah. Um, I yeah. thought you had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that that's that's my claim to fame there on this show. Um, but no, uh, the the list that I took to to ADF Anzac Cup was very similar to the one that I took to CanCon. So um, it was a, a list that I'd sort of been building up over last year, um, and I sort of made a decision towards the end of last year that. Um, I was going to take a fun list to CanCon. I didn't really care about doing well or um, like being that competitive. So I I took the the Purple Sun as like the first thing I wanted to take in the list. I was like, all right, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to take a big Dark Off Endless spell and <laughs> set it in the middle of the table and scare the bejesus out of my opponents. Um, and so, some fun in the sun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so I put that in the list. Um, uh, the other stuff that's in the list, so um, Raikonaur's in there so that he can get a reliable cast on the sun because of the plus three when he sacrifices himself. Um, then I've got Lady Olinda. Cause, unless he saves it. Unless he saves it. Because it does say he, he has get, to suffer it, doesn't it? He does, yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't suffer the wound, he doesn't get the plus three. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Lady Linda in there. Um, then I've got I've got a full panoply of heroes. So I've got the I've got six heroes in there. So Lady Linda, Raikon, the Groom Hailer, um, the Dreadblade Harrow, who's the general, so he can do the teleporting stuff um, and bring a unit nearby using the Night Haunt command ability. Um, I got a Spirit Torment and a Guardian of Souls with the Nightmare Lantern. Um, and my final hero is the Briar Queen. Um, the rest of the list is two tens of chain rasps, a ten of Grimgast Reapers, two fives of Blade Geist Revenants, and they're in the Shroud Guard Battalion with Raikonor. Um, a unit of two chain ghasts, and then the, the Purple Sun and the Soul Snare Shackles. Um, so the, the list sort of works in a few different ways. Um, it's kind of a control and punch list. So the Shackles and the Briar Queen's spell. Um, control one half of the board whilst you teleport with the Dreadblade, bring a unit next to him, bring stuff up from the Underworlds and um, try and get them 10-inch charges off um, and punch one side of the board. So and you have a lot of small units, so you, yeah, you've so got lots more chances to roll. The army's charges, got 14 right? units in it, um, and on the averages, you get one in six, 10-plus charges. So I've got a pretty much guaranteed two... 
10 plus charges in the army every turn um, as long as they're charging with everything um if you listen to the averages but um yeah so so that's, that's kind of how the list works controls controls the enemy the purple sun goes out generally first turn sometimes second turn um and just sits in the middle of the board just looking threatening and being like yeah. what's he gonna do next it's actually not that scary yeah, he's scary to me when he turns around though <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which we'll learn about in my last game but yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's my list that I took. So um, I, I've only changed it up slightly from CanCon. Um, so the main thing that I changed was due to all of the the uh, incoming Gristle Gore terror geists, um, I threw in Soul Cage into the list twice um, to try and make sure that they, if they end up within 12 inches of one of the wizards and that, that wizard isn't dead, then I can pin him down and charge the rest of the army into him to bring him out. Um, and they're not that tough, so you probably could kill him. You just yeah. can't afford to get hit first. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's cool. And how did you, obviously you said you took them to CanCon and you'd only changed this slightly, so you're fairly proficient with playing the list at this stage. So how did you do it at CanCon just so people know what to expect going into this event? Yeah, so CanCon, um, I ended up with five wins and one loss um and that was very unexpected uh, so i ended up finishing i think 14th or 13th um overall um top night haunt though so that's 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 my claim to fame there um you don't need bottle bodies to to grab objectives you just need to make sure you can retreat where you need to and and punch where you need to as well so that's that's sort of what i did there um, it's a more uh, technically minded sort of finesse sort of army isn't it yeah yeah totally <clears throat> Yeah, does does struggle in some scenarios, but um, you just got to play around that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's sort of what I did at CanCon. Cool. Um. James, what was your list? Uh, so I took Legion of Sacrament from Heish, so I could get the Ether Watch, Ether Quartz brooch. Uh. So basically, there's Arkan, two Necros, Mortis Engine with the Lords of Sacrament Battalion. So that's Arkan with a plus four to cast. Um, and three spells, two necromancers plus two to cast and two spells each. <laughs> so it's basically like a little nexus of power. Of It's like basically Nagash pretty much yep. between them all with the heal and um, all that. So they just have to remain within six inches of the Mortis Engine to get plus one to save in the shooting phase and to, um, yeah, they get their plus one, to cast, plus one to cast yeah. from the Mortis Engine, plus one to cast from the Allegiance. And... Um, yeah, so that, that was sort of my core, what I call it, my nexus of power. And I had another character, which was in this list was the Spirit Torment. So I took him. He was an actually adjustment from my last game. I was sort of I was having a roving small character to give a death save to my um, hex rays on my spirit hosts out in the field. Uh, but I sort of found as cool as the executioner model is and what, he can do. He was just dying too quick and he wasn't adding any value to what was around him. So I thought I'd throw a spirit torment in, put the wristbands of black gold on him. So he had that four up save against wounds and mortal wounds in the shooting phase as well, just to sort of keep him alive a bit. So <clears throat> he was given that reroll once to hit for my spirit hosts and hex rates. So six spirit hosts and 10 hex rates were in the list. Um, I had three into 10 zombies as well, just to kind of get the points down and i didn't really oh wait two units of 10 zombies sorry and one unit of 20 chains or chain rasps yeah um so i took the zombies yeah to get get a few extra points and 
I was just using them as screens that I don't expect them to do anything. I was just happy for them just to sit there and, and hold things up pretty much. <laughs> so they did that job well and they always came back. So, um, had five endless spells. So I five. had, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. had the, um, prismatic palisade, quicksilver swords, uh, suffocating grave tide. I had ether void pendulum, which I, that's another one I painted recently. And, um, the last one was uh, Malevolent Maelstrom. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's another one on the hobby table recently. Yeah, um, yeah I lost track because I just I just started painting them all because I, I thought, well, I've got all these spells. I may as well use them. So yeah. I was pump, pumping, pumping out three in the spells on the board every turn. Well, three in the – I get three out in the first turn and, and the, the remaining two on the, the second turn or third turn. So I had, yeah. had them up my sleeve. But I remember at one point we had – Six endless spells on no, the table. You would have had all of yours as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't put the shackles down, but I had the purple sun, and you had four of yours out as well. Yeah, and what, yeah. like an earlier iteration of my list had the purple sun too, so I was like, "Yes, yeah. purple sun's back, baby." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that no, was just cool. It's I found that I find the endless spells really fun to play. Um, I this is a it's a really fun list for me. Like I really enjoyed playing this list. I I think um, you know, I won three three and two at this tournament. So I was pretty happy with that. That was kind of what I was going for. Um, yeah, I think it's it's still sort of like a middling sort of table army, but still it's just a lot of fun to play. Yeah. Um, and just want. being able to kind of, yeah, the Palisade, put the Palisades up and just block line of sight, potentially cause another minus one to wound on my opponent. That would stack with my Overwhelming Dread, which could potentially go off twice with with um, Locus of Shaiish. A decrepify going out there, like in one of my games, I just crippled one of these dragons. He couldn't, he just couldn't hit me. He couldn't wound me. <laughs> couldn't do anything. Poor, <laughs> poor fella. Um, but yeah, I love taking decrepify because it really does affect those big killy monster characters uh, that get around on the tables quite often. So it's a good tool to have in the in the back pocket. Yeah, um, sure. Curse of Years went off once in the whole tournament. <laughs> Um, and that was on a unit of ten skinks holding a back objective. <laughs> I just but they died. They died, and then they were resummoned. Thirty of them came back. I think in that game, we'll get we'll talk about that later. Yeah, um, or twenty of them or something. Big unit. They all came back. <laughs> Got to taste my own medicine. Um, uh, yeah, and so yeah, so that's that was my list pretty much. the The logic was just throw heaps of endless spells out, just cause havoc with people's plans and um, have fun doing it. <laughs> oh, and oh. bring back, bring back my army. So I think Just um, do, what death, do what death does. Yeah. There's the, the master's teachings ability in the in the Legion of Sacrament. So if an yeah. enemy unit dies, the last, last models within six inches of one of my grave sites um, on a four up, I just get a, a unit back for free. So that activated, I lost count of how many times that ability activated during the tournament. Oh, really? Um, it's twice in my game. Yeah, it, it yeah, happens it's, it's in every game. That's, you actually go, hang on, this is really strong because it doesn't use command points. But no, no one ever really talks about it because you're like, oh, it's probably actually not likely to happen. But It happens a lot. And the reason why you don't get as so much if, benefit because you just it, you don't have a unit to bring back because they're all still on the bloody table. Yeah, so, you keep so healing if one them. of your opponent, so it's if one of your opponent's units gets wiped out within... So if the last model is removed within yeah, six. The last of model the has to be removed of a yeah. grave site. Yeah. yeah. Then you just get to bring back on a four up one of your destroyed units. Yeah. And it's got to go and into it's that not grave a command, site. It's not a command point. 
it's not a command point and it has to be set up wholly within nine, nine away from that gravesite. Yeah. So yeah. it, it, it yeah, won't always go off depending. It depends what's around. Um, but it also depends really if you've though, got a unit just, to bring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're just using, but if you just use like, have a bunch of like units of like five dogs as your screens, you, you can just let them get hit on the first turn, get them, let them get destroyed, not need to waste your command points to bring them back. You can save them for your big yeah. units. And then you'll be fighting around your gravesites. You just kill a unit and you're like, oh, cool, four up, got my dogs back. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then they're good. so fast they can go and get somewhere else next turn. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, I didn't I didn't care. Like, when, when my when my units died, I was like, it didn't, like, you know, sometimes you get that little sinking feeling in your belly when your units start getting <laughs> taken off. Like, yeah. It just, I just, I've completely eradicated that emotion. That's why you play death. With you're like, oh, I don't care now. <laughs> it's like, good, kill them. I want you to kill them. They'll be back. <laughs> So I just bring them back, and I've, yeah. I've learned where to, the best places to put my my grave sites so that I can make sure they're not getting blocked out as well. So yeah. usually put a few sort of two together in a place like where I know I'm going to have Arkham sitting from you know within reach. So I sort of I have to it forces me to figure out how I'm going to play the game before I even deploy. So I have to like figure out okay where I'm going to put my grave sites. How am I going to do this? What's my approach? And I have to really properly think about it to make it work for me so it kind of forces me to actually think about my games for a change <laughs> before i play it but um yeah so <clears throat> there was that um the eighth Court brooch was amazing i rolled so many five ups i was starting my turn with three command points um immediately usually i was extending my range of my spells by 12 inches and i'd lose one command point sometimes i wouldn't lose any i just remain with my three um, so yeah. the, the, the brooch is in my Nagash list as well um, for that reason, just so I can just farm command points pretty much. So it's a, I think it's a really tidy little, little artifact. It's a strong choice for death, yeah. for sure. There's nothing in, there's no units in death that can get command points, is there? Because they're starting to add them in. Like Gloomspite have got a heap of characters that are just on their war scroll, get them command points. Skaven have got the warps here. Like death don't have anything of getting command points from certain models, do they? Not that I'm aware no. of. Only only if you um, add Kurdos in and Kurdos you can take it off. Oh, Kurdos, yeah, you yeah. can just try and steal your opponents, yeah. which is doubly effective. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, Kurdos against uh, like Feck, for example, would be really devastating because <laughs> you're like, haha, I've got one, and now you can't pile in again. <laughs> <laughs> got your command point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that's my list. And um, shall we move on to game two? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, James, you after first game, unfortunately, were, well, unfortunately for you, were going in with one major loss and Ash was going in with one major win. Yep. So mm-hmm. where did that put you, various opponents? Um. So I was I was paired up against probably some would say the the best faction for me to play against. Um, Chris would certainly say this. Um, so I was paired up against Jets, Carriage, okay, and Overlords. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously he's got a lot of high rend. I've got the ignoring rend saves. Um, so um, it was it was a good matchup for me to start out with. Um, and then add on to that that we were playing uh, places of arcane power. Yeah. Um, so he had one... Uh, foot slogging four inch move dwarf with an artifact and i had uh two uh 
one was movement 12, one was movement nine uh, with artifacts and then four wizards as well. Um, mm-hmm. So it was six against one there. Um, yeah. So it was definitely a good matchup for me. Um, <laughs> and Jet had never played that army before. And that was Jet's. So Jet had played one game with Carriage and Overlords before that. He'd won it as a major victory. So kudos to Fair him. <laughs> um, but yeah, coming into this match, we sort of both knew how it was going to go. Um, <laughs> and I kind of... I kind of I've, I've played Jet a few times before, and I know how to, how he sort of thinks. Um, and so I baited him a little bit um, with one of my wizards. Um, so I put the Guardian of Souls way out the right, far right hand flank. Um, and of course, he he took the first turn, took the bait, um, and uh, yeah. So he he went and charged into. He, he actually did quite well. He 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 didn't finish off the Guardian of Souls in the shooting phase. Um, but he did clear out the chaff enough that he was able to sky uh, skyhook, is it? Um, mm-hmm. Grapnel hook um, over to two two of my he- um, heroes. So he he nearly finished off both the Guardian of Souls and the um, Dreadblade Harrow in his first turn, um, and he brought Lady Alinda down to four wounds remaining, I think, or three wounds remaining. Um, but yeah, just that ignoring Ren save against the. Um, against his saws just it just like neutered that entire unit um so even the two units of six uh, didn't actually finish off any units that they charged into (laughs) um and then i yeah my turn jumped onto the objectives um so jumped on all three objectives with a model each um and kind of just bunk it up on two of them mainly and left i had my guardian souls that had one wound remaining standing in like menacingly in front of his um his gyrocopter or gyrobomber um yeah just like preparing to die in the next turn um but you got the point for it so that's worthwhile um and yeah so he his his dwarf didn't actually get to the objective um we played it through to round five um and at the end of Jet's turn in round five, he called it because um, yeah, he just he he was playing for kill points at that point anyway. But um, yeah, didn't have anything to to get on the objectives, and despite the fact that I'd already scored enough points that he went wasn't able to catch up. Um, but it was a really fun game. Um, it was it's always a good game against Jet. Like he's he's a very fun opponent, and I think he's found his I think he's found his niche in the character and overlords. He really enjoyed playing them so. Um, it'll be good to see him uh, painting up his own army because he was borrowing uh, Ben Spinetti's Carriage and Overlords army for, for the event. So Jet's now gone and bought a whole heap of Carriage and Overlords and he's started painting them up already. So it'll be good to see. Yeah, yeah he got them pretty cheap, didn't he? He got a he bunch did. of stuff. Yeah, so. he did well. Love the Carriage ones. It's like definitely a pipe dream army. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. You can paint mine if you want, James. <laughs> And keep oh. them. You can you, you, if you paint them. You can use them whenever you want. Oh, thanks. No, I just maybe, maybe we'll see. <laughs> One day, I still haven't like for, after the Bretonians, right? Yeah, I still haven't done the Bretonians. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm probably that. just going to naturally grow into Nighthorn the, after the this feck, anyway. So. The feck, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the feck. God rest their souls. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so my game two was against uh, Peter Ardenson. And, um, yeah, he had Blades of Corn, so he had two Bloodthirsters, a whole lot of Judgments, and um, what else did he have? He had Scarbrand, oh. he had um, all the Bells and Whistles, like, uh, 
the guy with the pole, the blood secreter. Blood secreter. He had a couple um, of slaughter priests in there as well. Yeah, a couple of slaughter priests. Uh, he had one of the battalions. Can't remember what it's called. Um, well, if he had two bloodthirsters, blood that something, brand, or was something. Probably the tyrants of blood. Um, possibly. <laughs> did he have Did he have Scarbrand and two other bloodthirsters? Um, no, he had Scarbrand and one bloodthirster. Okay, so not the tyrants of blood. Yeah. Okay. Um, he had a a mighty lord of corn on on a, a mount. <clears throat> it might have been a juggernaut. Yeah. Probably just all the corn fiends out there. I'm just I'm not up to speed. <laughs> um, blood so, mad war, the blood mad war band or something like that. But um, yeah, so but he did have the judgments, and so he brought them up. And those, you know, those two skulls with the bleeding eyes, yeah. just like right <laughs> in front of Arkin. And it was just like it was just a metaphor for me crying tears of blood while he totally shut down my whole like crux. My whole crutch was was destroyed. <laughs> it's like he just came up. You've and... got your super magical army like five endless spells or these yeah. bluffs to cast and then you play corn with the new judgments and you're like oh, oh. <laughs> but i did learn quickly to not give him the first turn after that so uh because he didn't roll those five ups you need to keep them on the board for the next round so it kind of i thought that was a bit of a yeah a bit of a um a relief actually because i thought oh god these things are up i can't dispel them i can't stop them the only way they, they can be stopped is if he doesn't roll a if he doesn't roll that five up at the end of the the turn. So yeah, I got lucky there. So after that, I was like, well, I'll take, I just took the first turns of that. So I just, so I can yeah, do something. That is, that is the one weakness <clears throat> I've worked out with them is that mm. if they don't stay on the board and your opponent goes first, then they've had their magic phase. So it doesn't really matter if you get them on in your turn. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a good point yeah, that's I figured out that pretty quick. I was like, yeah, okay, this is not as, as um, brutal as I thought it was going to be, but they were, very scary when they first popped up and it did shut me down in that first turn. Um, so yeah, I was like, I lost my, my, my plus two to cast. Like I was just back down to vanilla necromancers and vanilla, um, Arkin. <laughs> I still had the extra spells to cast, but I just couldn't cast them. And every time I cast a spell successfully, I had to reroll the damn thing. Yeah. And, um, but that worked in my favor a few times as well. Like I would roll, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd roll a, a seven for a spell. It would go off. I'd have to re-roll it and I'd get a 10. So I'd go off twice. Yeah, so no. things like that was happening as well. So it can kind of backfire as well for the old corn people. Yeah. Um, Did you but... roll any eights? No, I didn't oh. roll a single eight. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, it was. he was watching me like a hawk. Every time yeah. I rolled those dice, he was looking for that eight. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he had two. So we played Place of Arcane Power in the realm of Giran or Giran. Um, Life Springs was the landscape and Fecund Quagmire and Seeds of Hope. So we got an extra wound on our, on our heroes. Um, I was going to say, I have no idea what the Realmscape features do by name. So, <laughs> yeah. The think... Fecund Quagmire is where you can't run unless you can fly. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, we've, we realized after his first turn that uh, he'd run a lot of his units. <laughs> so then we're just like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just, I'll run him. We'll just like, let's just make this turn a running turn and then <laughs> we'll do it from now on after that. So we um, my assets in after that. Yeah. That's and, it. <laughs> and, and now it's a running joke. <laughs> oh, uh, Chris, Chris, dad, you, had enough, you can go home now. <laughs> I am home. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So 
he sent his bloodthirster with an artifact on my left, uh, jumped on that objective. Um, he was sending his lord with the, who had the other artifact. Um, he was sending it towards the other, the other side. Uh, but he was kind of, I think, he got hamstrung a bit there by his own units, and he couldn't quite get in there in time. And plus, by then, I was able to just block that side of the board with endless spells. And um, I think uh, spirit hosts, I think, were on that side. Um, holding that side of the board down. Uh, so they did their job tremendously over there, just basically stopped his whole, arm, whole army from advancing, and it took him a while to kill them. Uh, and on the left... Spirit hosts are really underutilised. Like, oh, they're I think, them. I think because of just people have just gone, oh, Grimgast Reapers, and that's their points. Like, I, mm. I don't see enough spirit hosts, in like as much as I would expect, because I think they're really cheap for... Like how many attacks and weight of dice? Like you just go unmodified sixes, yeah. every base, like just three, 120 points. It's yeah. 18, like 18 dice. Yeah. I would kill to just be able to roll 18 dice for 120 points and sixes do mortals. Yeah. And then when you add on their four up ethereal, they come back and yeah. like from the grave sites, if they die, you can bring them back and they can double pile in because they're summonable. Yeah, like I think they're phenomenal, and I don't know why you don't see like just heaps of sixes of them. I think yeah. part of the reason is because they're the older models, and so people want to bring the new range, which mm. which I get. But um, yeah. yeah, if people are thinking specifically like competitive play, I mean, you do see it a little bit over in the UK, particularly. I think um, was it Russ took two units of six in his. Um, he had it in his grand host in a gash list. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's they've been around, but just not in the the numbers that I guess you used to be seeing. Yeah, well, I've, I've got eighteen of them, so I figured I'll, I'll pick the the six best ones and take them. That's a, that's a nighthorn army right there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I've already got a nighthorn army. It's just, I don't <laughs> yeah. have all the fancy extra it's bits decent, yet. It's a decent execution horde. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Three three sixes, Alinda. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. It's happening. It's just happening organically at the moment. It'll. It won't be yeah. long before there's a full army. <laughs> It'll be there. Yeah. Uh, so on my left flank, I took out his bloodthirster uh, with the, the hex wraiths. Hex wraiths are amazing too. I think they're um, yeah. perhaps an under underutilized because maybe for the same reason you said, Ash. They're just um, they're the old school models. They're not the new hotness. Um, yeah. But they with their when they got their revamp. Uh, their new War Scroll um, in Legions and in Night Haunt, which is the same one. Anyway, I don't think it changed between the two. But I don't think it did, no. Yeah, just the the sixes, Mortal Wounds. You got two attacks each, threes and threes, minus one Rend. So you got Rend. Um, you got the Horse Attacks as well. Um, two Wounds. You got the four-up save. They move 12. They retreat. Uh, well, they can re- everything retreats, but um, uh, they I use them just to, I love to retreat them over the top and go onto a back objective or something. They've got the reach for that. Um, they just can do the damage when they do they can, that. Yeah, like in one of yeah, the Yeah, that game, game changed to fives was big as well. Yeah, changing it to fives. So you, you, model, you just model wounds all over the place, those guys. So they're great. And then when they die, so what? Bring them back. It's cool. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, creating good good game experiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, killed the Bloodthirster on the left, um, managed to stop his other guy on the right, and... Then Scarbrand came in and completely wiped out. Like he rolled the perfect roll for the Scarbrand and he did like 16 mortal wounds or something in one <sighs> fell swoop. Just took off the whole unit of of uh, 
of Hicks rates. But <laughs> people, by then, people, are, people are worried about Gristle Gore. Just yeah. Scarbrand. Scarbrand. Yeah. 16 more wins. Absolute beast. Absolute yeah. beast. It was a fine moment in the game. Um, yeah. But I, I, by this stage, I had 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 the objectives, had, had my heroes in the objectives. So it was um, clocking up some points now. And then it was basically just a matter of, yeah, brought back the Hex Ray, throw them forward, advance, and just I was just doing heaps of mortal wounds with my, you know, with the Quicksilver Swords were doing mortal wounds, the the uh, Brave Tide was doing mortal wounds, uh, the Maelstrom didn't really do anything. I don't think it got out in this game, but I just I just seemed like I just felt like I was rolling a lot of sixes and a lot of D three mortal wounds all yeah. throughout my games and stuff. Just just a lot of tools there. Well, speaking of the the spirit hosts with the the sixes doing mortal wounds, like the the um, quicksilver swords, you roll twelve dice. Yeah, yeah. twenty points. Yeah, like... twenty points for a, essentially a two spirit host attack. Yeah, like yes, you have yeah. to cast the spell, but then their movement twelve it's movement and eight. then six, you set up uh, ten. I yeah, so like eighteen inches yeah. and then six inches from there. So it's, it's a, got a great a long throw range. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then and yeah, chaos is doing it on fives. Yeah. Yeah. Oh totally forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> My one chance. <laughs> right, you said you were rolling enough sixes anyway, so it's... Yeah, I was rolling too many sixes it was, so yeah. Uh so yeah, um the game that game concluded when I took out the his um his general that had the other artifacts. So uh, thanks to the game, Peter, we had a, we had a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of laughs in that game. Um, made a new friend. Oh, sorry, because so... it's arcane places and yeah. James's whole army is wizards. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he did, he, he, he gave it a good, he killed a lot of my stuff in the meantime. <laughs> like Corn did well. He was, I think they were a bit starved of blood though, because there was literally no blood on the battlefield. So. Yeah, and all the skulls. He didn't get the skulls either. So sorry, sorry Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Thanks, Peter, again, and um, hopefully we'll get another game in soon, man. Um, so round three. So round two, you both got major wins. Yeah. Oh yeah, major wins, and nice. I think I got my my secondary in that as well. So yeah, I got my secondary in that second that second yeah. game. Yeah. Cool. So, so round three. Um. So. Uh, on two major wins, um, I knew I was going to get paired up against something um, right up there in the top end of the competitive scene. Um, and of course, what's up there in the top end is the Flesh Eater Courts. <laughs> um, and so, so I was paired up against Dave Hurley with his uh, Flesh Eater Courts. So he had the Blister Skin uh, list. Um, so he had uh, two, two, two Ghoul Kings on Terrorgeists. Um, uh, three units of flares. One of them was a six, two threes, and they were in the dead watch. Um, he had one of the arch regents, um, and he had the the flare hero as well, which I think has to be yeah, in there for the formation. Watch, yeah. I think that's very similar to Mick's list that he's been doing very well with. Yeah, I'm not. His, I'm his not sure skin, exactly. Six, three, three, dead watch. I don't know if dragons. he has. Does he have two dragons? I think yeah. he has one terrorgeist, one zombie dragon. Right, there, but yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so it was a it was a good list, um, and so we were playing in what was the third battle? It was a uh, better part of Valor. Uh, it was better part of Valor. So we yeah. we'd had an addendum to the better part of Valor mission. Um, it was agreed upon by the the tournament organizer and and pretty much everyone that was there that um, 
you weren't going to be allowed to, to burn the objectives in the first round. Oh, cool. So um, they did actually house rule. Yeah, so we yeah. house ruled it, um, and it definitely led to a, a mo- much more positive play experience for everyone involved, I think. Um, yeah. so, it was, so it was better, better part of It was Valor. better, better part of Valor, yeah. Um, or, in other words, pretty much Scorched Death. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you were able to still burn your own objectives. So, yeah, so that was that was the, the battle plan. Um I can't remember what realm we were playing in, but James it was, might not remember. Yeah, the realm of Shimon. Yeah, that's right. We had the Iron Trees, Rust Plague, and Irresistible Force. So this is if you rolled a double when you cast a spell, you would, um, I think, every automatically unit around you, and, yeah, took you a take a mortal wound. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So we had no Citadel Woods on the table, so the the Rust. Yeah, the Rust, the Rust Plague, or the Iron Trees, whatever, didn't really have much. Yeah, effect. and then the um, Rust Plague. There wasn't much in cover anyway, so. It yeah. didn't really play much, but Irresist- yeah. Irresistible Force was definitely a factor. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the Rust Plague, like Nighthorn ignores all modifiers to saves, so yeah, we pretty much ignored matter. that one as yeah. well. Um, yeah, so so played him. Um, I knew it was going to be a tough match because, you know, better part of Valor is always difficult um, for a low model card army. Um, and so I, I played it. I think I played it quite smart. So I... My first deployment was my black coach, smack bang in the middle, front center, um, and of course that's bait. But he took it, so <laughs> um, yeah. So um, Dave uh, sent his uh, one of his school ticket hings on terror guys straight forwards into the the black coach and um, took him off with the first pile in, and then piled further into the the unit of Grimgast Reapers behind him. Didn't actually take off the whole unit of Grimgast, though. So I think I had five left in his turn to fight so he took the first turn of course um <laughs> and so yeah, i had five left to fight in his fight is his turn um and i actually got a few wounds to throw under the ghoul king on terror guy so i think i had him down six wounds at the end of his first turn um the rest of his army pretty much stayed on his objectives he did some summoning so he brought up two units of um crypt horrors and a unit of 20 ghouls um on my far right which was where I'd left basically a unit of 10 chain rasps just to stand on the objective. Um, he failed both of his charges over that side though. So he didn't get to my objective in his first turn. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was pretty much his first turn. And then my, my first turn, Lady Linda was standing within 12 inches, uh, within 10 inches of the, the Ghoul King and Terrorgeist. Um, I can't remember if it was 10 or 12. I think it's 12. Um, and so she lifted her veil at the start of the turn, took another six mortal wounds off him. Um, and then she wasn't within six, though. She couldn't shatter her shard. So um, I think I ended up killing the Ghoul King, the first Ghoul King on Terrorgeist, with the shooting from the Briar Queen. So just the three shots at Ren 3, just going straight through his armor and taking him off. Um, so she claimed her first kill. That was cool. Um, and then the rest of the battle. So in at the end of my first turn, I'd sort of pushed up on, um, I'd, I'd brought up some stuff from the Underworlds behind his far left objective and my Grimgast Reapers, which had been previously um, held up by the, the Ghoul King on Terrorgeist, were able to um, move up a little bit um, in the center. Um, and so I then got the double turn um, and I pretty much, I, I took... The, I took all three of my objectives and uh, his both his centre and left objective. Um, and so then I had the really tough decision of can I 
hold one of these objectives because he has the the teleport from the dis, dis, blister skin command ability. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it was it was can I hold one of these objectives or do I just burn them all now for eight points because it was the second turn, um, and then I've just got to take his off him for one turn. Um, so I made the call to burn them all because I was probably a bit more scared of the the nine inch charge that he would have had to make with his um, six players than I needed to be. Um, and as a result, the rest of the game played out that I was pushing and pushing and pushing to get to his objective, uh, the one that was left, but I just didn't have quite enough in me to get to the objective. So in the end, I did bring down both of the Ghoul Kings on Terrorgeist, though. Um, Lady Alinda brought down the second one um, in combat um, with the help of Raikonor as well. Um, the Purple Sun helped out bringing down a couple of the flares, but they just grow back really quickly. So... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, basically at the end of the battle, um, he'd held out his objective for the full battles, the full five turns, so he got eight points for that one. I'd gotten my eight points at the second turn, um, and so I won on minor victory on victory points, on kill points. So Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah, what right. was the difference between it? Um, I think it was quite significant because I'd killed all of his summoning and we were including summoning oh, yeah. in the kill points. Yes, yeah. So yeah, I had yeah. 2,060 kill points to his 1,300 or something. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. What a game. <laughs> yeah, it was a great game. And a, and a great game to finish the, the day on as well. Like, Dave's a really good opponent. I'd not played him yeah. before. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, really laid back, very chill, um, like, up for having a laugh. And, and yeah, like, a very also very tactical game to play in the, in the last game as well. So, yeah, yeah, Dave's Dave's great. We always – I've played Dave a few times now, and we always have a, a, a good game, always walk away feeling great from yeah. uh, playing Dave. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Good game. Thanks, Brew. <laughs> uh, my third game of the day was against Ewitt uh, Searle. Um, he's one of the, the dudes down at Jolt Games. Uh, he organized events down there as well for HC Bar. It's, uh, he is he brought a Seraphon list. So he had he had shooty shooty um, blue boy and snaky uh, red boy. <laughs> and right. yeah. two Bastilladons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> one was red, one was blue. <laughs> um he had Engine the Gods, um, various skinks, and he had the uh Saurus Cav as well, he had some units of them. So he I I looked at the scenario and I was like, okay, cool. All I need to do is just kind of bunker down, see if I can hold out on my my objectives and just clock up scoring and try and burn at the burn him at the right moment so i had all my three in my my territory he had his three of course uh i was throwing out the endless spells causing speed bumps um getting the nags off on him and he i think at the start of his turns he rolls some dice for the engine of the gods i think it is and it, the result determines on some sort of effect that uh that it can give i think it's either the allegiance or engine of the god um but he rolled like three sixes in one of these special rolls and it just boosted his whole army. Like it just turned up to 11, like like 200% more powerful or something. So he was adding, he added like all these extra attacks to all these Saurus calves. They were like getting like plus five attacks or something. Redunculous. Like so he just got in there and just ripped a bit of carnage through all my, you know, my poor chain rust and, um, and my spirit hosts and everything. Yeah. He just, he wreaked a bit of carnage, so that that sort of put me on the back foot. And even though I was resurrecting, they were sort of in the backfield. I couldn't get in um, 
back into where I need them to be in time. Uh, so I should have burnt my objectives when I could to at least get some points on the board and deny him. And so then I could go after his. It would have been, okay, I need to consolidate and either stop me from getting at him, which I could have just, which I would have just gone over the top of him anyway. Uh, but I decided not to um, burn because I got a little bit greedy thinking I, if I, I can hold out for another turn because I thought <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can burn him on turn three and get more points, you know. And uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he, he was able to edge his way over and then by the by the bottom of the third or the, no, yeah, top of the third, <laughs> he was like, he claimed all of my objectives. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It burned them all in one fell swoop. <laughs> and I just felt like the rug was just like pulled out from underneath me. I could not think. I couldn't speak. Like I was just like <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel like Seraphon would be incredible at that mission because like Skink's retreating and just oh, yeah. out, like a six inch control zone now, like just outnumbering without being in combat. Yep. Like <laughs> Yeah. I'm surprised you don't see more chameleon skinks as well. With how armies are oh, these days, yeah, and the fact that they can just literally appear, you can put them within three if you need to. There's no nine away yeah. with them. You can just go, oh, how many? You've got four models on that objective. Okay, there's five chameleon skinks. And yeah, you know it. Like you know it's yours. My Cancon game was uh, one of my Cancon games was against Seraphon, and he had chameleon skinks, and that's how he won the game against me. Yeah, like so in the, at the bottom of the fifth turn or whatever. <laughs> it was just, oh man. Like I'm surprised people don't take like three fives of them yeah just keep them in a corner and then like teleport 40 skinks in a line or something blocking the rest of your opponent's army and then just drop the 15 into range of objective and burn it or something like that like take it just knowing that your opponent can't then come and kill those chameleon skinks because you've put a other skink wall in the yeah. way and then you just take them away and then just put them somewhere out like I've, I've always said that since since the seraphon book first came out i've been i've been telling one of our mates chris todd to to take chameleon skinks in his list and like yeah i've always said that they're really good they're really good yeah 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 it was um it was actually like you had played the game so well he was an excellent player um he did all the right things he he dealt with like he was quite crippled by a lot of the spells i was throwing out and there was a lot of distractions with the endless spells and things, but he kept his cool. He he just kept pushing forward, was consistent. He got some sneaky um, pile-ins to get one objective on one side. Uh, in the centre, he was just able to outnumber just because he killed all the all the chain rusts and I couldn't bring him back in time. And he killed all the, uh, all the hex rates as well, which I did bring back, but... They, it was too late to bring them back into the game by then. And the spirit hosts were um, chipped away on the right flank and he took that as well. So, yeah, hats off to you. You went, like you played it like perfectly. So you deserve that win <laughs> and uh, you, you earned it. So um, thanks for the game. Good good to finally get a game against you after seeing you so many times down at Jolt. Uh, but, yeah, that really knocked the wind out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but we were like, I just, he was like, oh, do you want to keep playing? We had like half an hour left. And it was like, do you want to keep yeah. playing for kill points? And I'm just like, we started and I was just, I was like, you know what? No, nah, I've had enough for today. <laughs> I was just like, I concede, I give you full kill points and may yeah. God have mercy on my soul. And I was just like, that's it, I'm out. Fuck <laughs> your dinosaurs. The gold's all gone. I can't do it. I've got no more command points. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to bring my units yeah. back. Uh, so I, I gave him full 
full points. So he ended up getting like something like 2,600 kill points out of me because he'd like killed stuff already. And then so he just, back, yeah. he just, yeah, they just summoned it back. So I just gave him full, full yeah. credit there. He deserved it. He played it really nah, well. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so that was, that was the end of my turn. Sorry, end of my day one. So I had one major, two minors and one um, secondary. So uh, that was my first day. So I was, yeah. I was, I had hopes for, I had hoped to get three wins in the tournament, and by this stage, it wasn't looking too bright. But I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going with it. <laughs> now, you, um, now you're playing with the people that are on the same tables as you, though. Like that—that's where yeah. it happens in the Swiss pairings. Is by game three and four, you sort of now you're playing the people that are at your level, like with the armies that are the similar build to you as well. Like, yeah, some yeah. armies are built to be strong, some armies aren't. And like yours, yours, you had the five endless spells in there you had like the the shenanigans of the, the spell casters yeah. like it, it wasn't there to win the tournament really no <laughs> it's just fun to play yeah but um yeah so we yeah that night we went out for dinner at the old Canberra inn so all the sydney boys came up there so it was like uh yourself there was liam uh we had chris tot and um his girlfriend jenna um who dutifully came down for the weekend <laughs> yeah. and um supported chris and and yeah hung out with us and stuff she was really cool yeah. And who else is there? We had Jet, Ben Spinetti, um, Dan came down for the weekend as well. Nathan. Yeah, Nathan was down there yep. as well. Um, um, and Brent came along as well, right? Yeah, Brent was there, of course. And yeah, he came yep. up for dinner too. So um, I don't think we saw Nathan. I think he went to visit um, family and stuff. But, um, oh, he did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Which um, which is understandable. Um, we, we did miss his, his presence. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we had a few beers and some dinner and... and wasn't too wild we didn't get out of control or anything we were pretty no it was we're, we're not really wild people like those guys from melbourne <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like the the dwellers were yeah the dwellers were some guys dwellers. i don't know they used to be cool there they was no fruit like tingles big. let's just say that <laughs> used to be big in the old days and i don't know <laughs> it's like they came along and was like who, who are you no <laughs> <laughs> there's this famous bar isn't there that they all go to in canberra or something that's yeah, that's to hear about. That's on the Australian Day weekend. They have like a, I think they have a special like event at this, um, at this bar. Yeah, it usually gets pretty messy. I think. Yeah. Well, thank God it wasn't us. Yes. <laughs> we just had some nice beers and we went home. Yeah. <laughs> talk- that's what I like though about. Talk- yeah. I like I like the evening, just chilling out yeah. and. Yeah. There was and a giant all- spider that was threatening to on us that was underneath the, right. underneath had, the umbrella there was a massive what? huntsman crawling around it was a massive us. huntsman like yeah. like the almost the size of like the palm of your hand like that like a big big fuck off spider it's um, almost as big as dan's palmy yeah yeah it was and it was alive and crawling around above you yeah and yeah. you stayed there uh yeah most of us yeah. did are yeah. you insane jet couldn't stand it no jet couldn't I stand it liam was liam insane. screamed yeah <laughs> yeah i'd have been out of there i'm sorry yeah <laughs> I he saw it. Like, he was fine. Um, hey, Jet, do you want to just come over this side of the tent? And he was like, "Why do you want me to come over there?" I was like, "Just, just come over here. Like, you'll know." <laughs> and came over and saw. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, I'd have, I'd have freaked and ran out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, spiders. Australia not dangerous. Never mind. No, it wasn't one of the dangerous ones. It only eats mice. It doesn't eat humans. Yeah. So you're all good. <laughs> and small humans. <laughs> and um, small humans like jet, jet like humans. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, um, yes, that was a good, great way to wrap up the day. And good, I was really happy that I got a chance to catch up with all you guys as well. Yeah. Um, kind of missed out reunion. on that hang at CanCon. So, um, glad we had a chance to do it. So, uh, yeah. 
day two. Day two. You want to take a quick little break there and then we'll come back and talk about day two? Yeah, I reckon so. Quick break. Quick break. about to go down up in this blackbeard's here blackbeard's here blackbeard's here blackbeard's here blackbeard's here blackbeard's here everybody look out blackbeard's here blackbeard's here blackbeard's here blackbeard's coming and he's taking your shit blackbeard's here blackbeard's here blackbeard's coming and he's taking your shit you better watch out now blackbeard's here blackbeard's here with the crew right now who's gonna come into your town we're back yeah, <laughs> make it I happen. Call. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll be splicing the shit out of that one. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Just use all of it. It's fine. It's going everywhere. <laughs> Give me all the breaks. <laughs> um. So game four, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, day two, started day two, game four. Um, we unfortunately had a, a couple of drops overnight. Um, so. Uh, and they were up near the top table. So we had been given our pairings at the end of um, day three, but sorry, game three, but um, those ended up shifting around quite significantly um, before we actually got to the tables in game four. So in the end, in game four, I was I was drawn up against Ben Spinetti with his four Sharknado um, Ardeneth Deepkin list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've not actually played against this list before, despite um, living just around the corner. Um, but yeah, so uh he's a really cool guy is it's he's a great opponent um i've played his ko many many times um this was the first time playing his his sharks um and it's a very pretty army as well so it's, it's cool to see on the table um so this uh scenario so game four what was our scenario the total commitment in the realm of commitment that's what it was. Yeah. So we had life leeching, eternal war, and etherquake aftershock. So everyone got a plus one to cast, and life leeching on a six. It was d three mortal wounds to a unit of your choice, and eternal yeah. war I think was another on a six, d three mortal wounds somewhere. I think it was one was on a like one one mortal wound, and then one was a d three or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, total commitment. So it's a tough, tough one for for Nighthaunt usually, since we we usually rely on deploying underground and, and popping up where we want to be. Um, and but then it also is usually like that for Ardeneth as well. They've got their Soul Scryer that comes on from the side of the board. Um, so me and Ben both set up very similarly in this um, scenario. So me being fourteen drops, and I think he had eight 
Um, so I knew that I'd be able to sort of out deploy him um, in a way, in, in one way. Um, so I sort of started my non-deployment. So I put the Dreadblade Harrow right in the middle in the back of the board. Like he's never going to stay there, but that's where he is for now. Um, and then, um, yeah, so that, that was sort of the first non-deploy that I, I started putting um, chain rasps over my left-hand side. Um, and so he sort of countered that with some um, some of the foot-slogging elf dudes with axes. Um over that side as well. Um, and uh, I think by my fifth drop, I was then basically to the meat of the list and I completely flipped it again. I put the black coach up the front on my far right um, and then dropped in the um, unit of 10 Grimgast Reapers right behind that. Um, and that was just before he deployed his eels. So um, that was, again, the black coach's bait. <laughs> um people like killing the black coach because it does get scary especially because you roll those power-ups at the start of the battle round so yeah. it's like you'll roll the dice and be like oh it's got three level ups well now i need to go and kill it don't i um yeah, i think both time we've played 10 one you've gone four up four up four up four up four up four up yeah like, okay yeah um <laughs> it does mince it minces if you give it a chance it does it does work when you give it a chance um and yeah, it, it, totally, it definitely does do work. Um, but in, in this game, it was bait um, because it's bodies on objectives. Yeah. Um, so he took the first turn, which I was not expecting him to do. I thought he would give it to me. Um, but he was really afraid of that coach. So he took the first turn um, and pushed up with the eels, pushed up behind them with the, the, three, the four sharks. Um, and he had a couple of heroes in behind there as well. He got off his... Um, his ritual, so the um, the ritual of the seas. Um, so he stopped all my units from flying, which was really annoying. Um, <laughs> I don't know why people don't use those as much. Um, he was saying as well, like a lot of people just forget about them. But like once you've brought your soul scryer on from the side of the board, it's literally a free ability that you're not using. So um, yeah, you might as well be doing that. And it definitely influenced um, my army, like the whole army flies, and I usually set up thinking, oh, I'll be able to just fly over and charge yeah. or whatever it is. I'm not really thinking about it. So, yeah, um, yeah that was quite annoying. Um, and yeah, so for his first turn, he, he took off the coach um, in one one fell swoop with the defensive eels, um, which then held off against the um, unit of Grimgast that were behind that were able to pile in. Um, I said that three up save unrendable when they charge. Um, so that was difficult. Uh, and then my first turn, uh, this is where it started to come into its own. So I cast Soul Cage on his unit of eels um, and literally charged pretty much everything into them. Uh, I've sent a unit of five Blade Geist and the Briar Queen up to try and take out Volturnus because he'd brought him up the side. Um, and yeah, I, pr- I pretty much the number of attacks I needed. I think I only like wasted three or four into the um, the eels. Like they literally went down to a man. Um, and I was really lucky actually. I took down Volturnus as well in that turn. Um, so having taken out his his big threat of the the eels, and then also taking out his extra turn three threat of Volturnus, um, I was sort of feeling pretty good at that point. Um, so, yeah, that was first turn. Going into the second turn, um, he won the priority roll um, and he was 
tossing up whether to take or not because I've put the the purple sun right in front of his unit of four sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he ended up taking it. Uh, I rolled the purple sun across his sharks. I didn't roll any sixes. Uh, but, yeah, that's um, a thing. That's a yeah, thing. it's only it's four dice. One of them's a six maybe, but then you roll 2d6 for mortal wounds and it might not kill a shark. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he did that. It was the right choice, um, but I think he'd already made the fatal mistake of taking the first turn already. Um, so he then brought his his sharks around um, and sent his. He had his idol on on the other side of the table, and he sent that into one of my units of chain rasps. But I'd sort of I'd set them up in lines of screens so that they'd hold off for at least two turns against him. Um, and yeah, so playing it out basically. Um, he got he got his sharks into um, a couple of the the unit of blade geists and the unit of grim geists, um, but without the the extra attacks from Volturnus, um, they didn't bring down either of those units. And then my turn to I put Soul Cage on them again um, and charge my whole army into them. So um, yeah, it's coming in in those two waves really allowed me to take advantage of that um, that spell. And um, yeah, at the end of the I think at the end of the third, the second turn, I was up 7-4. Um, and then I got the priority into turn three um, and grabbed his home objective on the far right. So um, I was then, yeah, up pretty much uh, uncatchable at that point because I'd taken out all of his right flank. He just had his idol on the, the left flank and a unit of 10 thralls. So um, we didn't call it at that point, though, because like we always like playing out the game. So we, we played out for victory points. And um, I think I threw away Lady Alinda at him and um, <laughs> and the, the, the Dreadblade Harrow as well. And um, he ended up taking out the Dreadblade Harrow, but not quite finishing off Lady Alinda. So um, yeah, we ended up the, the game there. And I think it was in turn four, um, a major win for me. Nice. So yeah. I remember I was next to you again in that game as well, and I think um, he had he was making this war cry, this funny thing he was shouting out when he was charging in, or he's doing moves. I can't remember. Uh, I, I know what you mean, but I can't think what he was saying. Yeah, yeah he was saying something. <laughs> I can't remember. It's classy. He's probably yelling at us now if he's listening. <laughs> yeah, he'll tell us later. Yeah, he'll, he'll send me a message. Yeah, <laughs> get it right. <laughs> no, it was pretty funny though. I just, I just, yeah, remember that. I think we played. In tables next to each other for about like three, three out of the five games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the one we played. Yeah. Um so my third game, fourth game, sorry. Why well, keep why well, I keep saying three. Anyway. Uh Ethan Hillier, another Canberra local, uh, with his Maggot King of Nurgle. So he had a great and clean one. He had for his battle line, he had like thirty Plague bearers, thirty plague bearers, twenty plague bearers. Wow. He had the scrivener. He had uh, the dude with the uh, the scroll. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the scrivener. And, and he had, had the one with the, the, the big mouth, sloppy ball piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a few of yeah. those, all those cool characters. Um, so total commitment. So yep, we're all out on the board facing off each other. Um, this was a game where. <laughs> Nothing died, and when it did, it came back <laughs> straight away. <laughs> At the end of the game, I killed one of his characters. I think I, think I, called, I, think I killed the Bile Piper, <laughs> or whatever it is, the sloppity guy. And um, so 100 vic- victory points <laughs> I, I scored in that game. But it was, yeah, it was that classic Death vs. Nurgle grind fest. Um, his lines came forward. 
I thought, well, the only way I'm going to do this is to be able to try is to basically just pin like on the right hand flank. I just had, I had to pin his, his plague bearers um, far enough away from his objective. So I did that by putting up a palisade in front and then because it was in Shaiish, I also put, got the graveside out and that gives it an extra, gets an extra movement in Shaiish. So it was moving movement 12 instead yeah. of eight. So I got it right up in his front. And then in my next turn, I was able to just put over the back. So I basically had Palisade on one side and then I think it was the Grave Tide on the other side, just pinning it in place. And the Grave Tide, I didn't remember it on the day, but I've since uh, reread the Malign Sorcery rules. And your endless spells, if you if, if it's your endless spell, it counts as a model um, for models' purposes for objective scoring. So... Uh... It counts as okay, a, as as a model in your army for all intents of for all intents and purposes. Could be wrong. That's how I read it anyway. Okay, um, I'm not sure about that because I've thought about that loads of times. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. I've but, never had that situation come up. Yeah, yeah. But um, anywho, I digress. So I was able to go around that flank, pin the plague bearers, and we were just hitting each other, whittling each other down, coming back, whittling each other down, coming back, and I was able to basically just use that situation to my advantage and retreat the chain rafts over the top and around the side and get them onto the objective. And it was a bit of to and froing. It was still very, very close, but I was able to basically just get up on that objective there. I think it was by like one or two models more than what he was able to, um, cause he was bringing him back and bringing him back towards the objective. And I was cutting him down, cutting him down. And then he bring him back, bring him back, cut him down, cut him down. So it was a bit touch and go. And yeah, but we got there in the end. <laughs> so I managed to get a, a major on that one and I got my secondary on that too. Nice. So it's good to play again, Ethan. We've um we've played each other before at the one of the Bill Connon store uh daily, like a one day event, twelve twelve fifty, I think it was, uh point uh three day three game tournament. Uh so it's good to play again, Ethan. <laughs> um and my game Five? Do you want to go into game five, um, Ash? Yeah. No, do, do you want to do you want to take your your one away and I'll? Yeah, I'll, I'll take mine uh, away. Like, um, so I played the mighty Andrew Bigwood. Man, uh, I, his... w- I wish I got a chance to play against that army. Yeah, it was it's such so pretty. pretty. Yeah, it's really nicely painted, and he'd um he'd written a whole um backstory for it as well, which he had on display when we uh, put our armies out at lunch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so free city of Molten Heart. Um, the Order Serpentis, and this game we played was focal points in the realm of Gur, and we rolled um, on the chart for that. So Reckless Aggression came up for ours, which is one if you can make a charge, you have to roll for it, and if you don't finish the charge move within three inches, uh, you suffer a mortal wound, or if you fail the charge, you suffer a mortal wound. So it was charge or die. Well, yeah, not really, but... <laughs> But charge all these models. Charge, charge or well, win. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so this game, I rolled an inordinate amount of four up saves, five up saves, and six up death saves. <laughs> and the look on Andrew's face every time, I was, I was, I'm sorry, Andrew. I don't know if you're listening. It was, it was out of control, wasn't it, mate? Like it was, uh, yeah. There's nothing he could do about it. I was just rolling hot. Um, it's probably the last time that's going to happen, <laughs> or it's going to be a long time before that happens again. But it always <laughs> it always seemed to be uh, on wound rolls, like uh, his multiple damage wound rolls. I'd 
roll like on the chain rough, so I'd just about roll five up, you know, roll yeah. roll a four up for the spirit host. Um, but he still he made, he killed killed the hex rays. I think he killed the spirit host. I can't remember. Um, and he was he had like a, a dragon. He had chariots. He had cold one knights all coming at me, like charging, coming at me across the board. I was ter- I was. I was terrified. I was like, I don't know if I can pull this out. And he was up on points early in the game. Um, we got to the bottom of the second. It took us ages to get through our game as well, but uh, we got to the bottom of the second. We had about half an hour left, and he was up on points there. So we're like, okay, let's uh, let's try and crack out a third turn. Um, <clears throat> so we recorded the result of the second turn, and we're like, okay, we'll do our best to finish a third. Uh, by that stage, yeah, his dragon had been taken out, so I was able to sort of cripple cripple that dragon with Decrepify and Overwhelming Dread, and the Palisade was out there causing minus ones and everything. It was just debuffs everywhere. I was bringing back, bringing back the Hex Wraiths, re- regrowing the the Chain Rasps, um, everything, and he was, oh, <laughs> it was, uh, he was in despair in some moments there. <laughs> so. But uh, a good he, word for it. he gave me really, it was like the most, it was, even though it was only two, well, we got to almost finished the three turns. Um, I won priority for the third turn and I was able to uh, retreat and do some shenanigans and cap all the objectives. So I scored up big. Um, I think I was behind two points. I think it was six, eight at the bottom of the second. Um, then I was able to score up the full, uh, the full points um, so that's what six, eight points, eight points. Yeah. So got another eight on top of that. And then it, we rolled into his third turn and we didn't quite finish it. And he did take still back some of the points, but it was very, like, even then I was still on top. Um, but it was very obvious that it, the game was going to be mine, but we had agreed that, uh, we'd use the result from the last turn if we didn't get to finish it. But because it was very obvious, he was just like, look, you know, take the minor because it was, it's obvious that you're going to take get this game so i was like yeah cool thank you so much that was great but oh, um yeah, yeah in a in a nutshell like that's how we resolved it because you know, technically in a cutthroat tournament environment like you go no i've taken we didn't finish the turn Time we go time. off the last result but he was yeah. like well i'm not gonna be that guy so you can yeah here's, here's the uh if i have a minor and i was like cool thank you <laughs> very <laughs> graciously accept that <laughs> but yeah. the um uh secondary on that one as well um yeah that's just the basic summary of the game um a lot of fun moments, very tactical. Was it like as I said, I was able to get out and cap all those objectives. Um, so it's just through some retreating shenanigans and and stuff like that to get the hex wraith out, hex wraiths out to one, get the um, spirit host over to the other, and I already had the center uh, chain rust from the other, and I had Arkin and the zombies holding it down the other side. Um, I had the mortis engines. I had necromancers charging into combat under that. Um, Reckless aggression rules. So, like, <laughs> I was just like, shit, I have to charge Arkin. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no. I, have, I have to charge, I have to charge the Mortis engine. So I was like, just charging him into the, into the cold one nights. <laughs> There's a necromancer there swinging his, swinging his staff around trying to do something. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just one of those funny moments. Um, oh, that's great. Zombies getting knocked over, just getting back up again. It was just one of those classic, um, Old world battles, I suppose, like with the Auto Draconis. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Serpentus. Serpentus. Yeah. <laughs> getting getting down and dirty. Um 
but yeah, beautifully painted army. Um, Andrew is a real, real champ, good sport to play. Um, I'll try and roll. I'll try and not roll as many four ups and six ups for you next time, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you so much for the game again, and congratulations on uh, your uh, placing there for best painted army. And um, as always, uh, beautiful backstory, a lot of lot of care, a lot of attention, um, and um, heart goes into his hobbies. So he's uh, yeah, champion of the champion of the uh, free city of Molten Heart. So yeah. 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 So we've ended the tournament on two major wins, one minor win and two major losses, three secondaries. So that placed me overall at twelfth um out of thirty one. So I was very, very pleased with that result. I was hoping for three, I got my three and twelve out of thirty one ain't bad. So sort of just around the middle where I, I thought yeah. I'd be and where I'm yeah. quite happy. So yeah, it's good. good. Yeah. Um yeah, so Game so, five. Game you're, on, five. you're on four wins at this point. I'm on four wins. One of them's a minor, though. So I wasn't sure if I'd be um, playing for the. Was top anybody table else on four majors? Uh, yes. So my opponent in the the final round was Steve Gibb uh, with his Gloom Spike Gets, and he was on four, four majors at that point. Um, so the the Gloom Spike Gets army was made up of two units of sixty grots. Wow, okay. Two units of 60 grots. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many models. Um, he also had the two he had two units of sneaky snufflers to buff each of the units. Um, he had a unit of loon smash uh, fanatics in each of the units. Um, and uh, aside from that, he had a bunch of heroes. So he had Scragrot, the Loon King. Yep. He had a, um, one of the other shamans. Well, not... Uh, not the madcap. He had a madcap shaman as well. But he had the one from Malayne Cave Shaman. Yeah, Fungo yeah. Cave Shaman. Um, and he also had a, a web spinner shaman. Um, so on that spider. was no, just a just little, on foot, little one yeah. on foot. And he also had a, a squid gobber at the back of the board, which was fun to see. Um, very cool model. Um, yeah. So he was, he was on four majors. So he'd just taken down the the Order Draconis army that had uh, killed a Gristlegore Flesh Eater Court's army in the first turn uh, in his uh, round three. So that was it was pretty impressive to see that the Grots had been able to hold out against that amount of damage. Um, <laughs> yeah. So going into this game, um, I I had kind of made an assumption um, that the game probably wouldn't reach its conclusion properly. Um, just judging from my other games in the weekend and, um, my opponent said that he was a, a relatively new Age of Sigma player. This was only his second tournament after going to CanCon at the beginning of the year. Um, and he hadn't played against Nighthorn before. So, um, I took, I took my time to explain to him everything about my army. So I spent about 15 minutes at the start of the game, like talking through every single combo that I could possibly do. Um, to try and give him as much information as he could have at, at, like at the start of the the fifth round to um, to give him a good chance. Um, so you don't want to you don't want to snatch a victory out of um, like out of a gotcha moment. So um, yeah, so I, we took some time to explain each other's army um, and then um, yeah, set off our armies and, and got stuck in. So um, I'd kind of started the game thinking we'd probably get to the end of round three. Um, battle round three so i was i was planning on playing for uh getting up early on points um as sometimes you have to do in that kind of situation where the game's not likely to finish um and so um 
my opponent took the first turn. Um, so after painstakingly setting up all 120 grots within 12 inches of the Loon Shrine um, to get them all inspiring presence, he then moved them up a little bit. Um, and so they were still wholly within 12, but um, he, he didn't need to worry so much as he as he had done uh, in the, the setup phase, unfortunately. Um, and so he'd, he'd moved up to the center objective in focal points. So he had uh, about 10 grots on the center objective um, and he had his own two objectives well under control. Um, so my first turn, I I basically played for the double. So I, I moved pretty much my my Grimgarth Reapers, uh, the the Lady Linda, um, Raikon the Grimhaler, the Black Coach, uh, pretty much all my heroes, a bunch of Chain Rasps, all up to the middle objective just to outnumber him on that uh, and stood three inches away from him. Um, and I brought up... Um, the blade geist revenants the chain ghasts and the um and the dreadblade harrow in a gap behind his army um so he left it just behind the um squig gobber but it was also it meant that i was nine inches away from um scragrot so i thought if i could get a lucky charge on him there take out his general um could be quite useful so i didn't actually end up making any charges from that um that first turn um so i ended up End of my first turn, I was on four points. He was on four points. Um, and then I, I won the double. So I, I played for it and then I won it. Um, so I put Soul Cage onto one of the units of 60 Grots. Um, and I charged the... So first of all, I moved pretty much everything in my army surrounding that unit of Grots. And what that meant was that he had to bring up his unit of Loon Smasher Fanatics in a really unfavorable position. Um, and then I made a 10-inch charge into them so i was able to wipe them out before they got to actually make their attacks um i yeah charged everything into the the unit of grots that had been um that had been soul caged and um it probably was a a bit of a poor experience for him unfortunately just me rolling lots of dice and him taking off models but um that's that's how i had to play it to to get the win in that one so i brought down every single one of those 60 grots because they were inspired by the loon shrine um and uh yes yeah, so with that i was able to capture his back objective um the center and then my own two objectives so i scored six points in my second turn um moving into his second turn um he said so at the start of his second turn he he sort of explained to me the rule for the loon shrine and, and bringing back the unit of grots that i just killed <laughs> um and so he rolled the dice and of course he rolled the the four plus to get his unit back but um we we did realize after that that it comes back at the end of the turn so um he wasn't actually able to influence the turn with that unit um but what he did do is he he was already tagged in combat with his other unit of 60 grots um and he left them in there um so probably he would have been better off retreating that unit um he was able to bring up his loon smasher fanatics to bring to take back the center objective um but his home objective uh, on the backside of his board was well under my control with the black coach pretty much sitting on top of it um, and a, a bunch of Grimgast Reapers circling around it. Um, turns out as well, chain ghasts are really good when you charge into a unit of 60 grots. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I put out like 37 attacks. It was oh, crazy. Nice. Um, Only two, yeah, on two models. On two models because I got to yeah, sit them in the middle of the unit as well because they made a big charge. Um yeah. Yeah, do what, so do what they were designed to do. Exactly. Whirling yeah. around like crazy. Um yeah, so end of the, the second turn, he scored three points. So at that point I was up uh 
10 to 7. Um, and we rolled off the, the priority for the third turn and I won the priority in third turn. So at that point we had about uh, 20 minutes to go and he was like, look, mate, like I, you've got the turn. I'm probably going to lose this other unit of grots now. Um, that's pretty much game there. Like I don't think I can bring it back in the amount of time that we have left. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he was a really good opponent. Um, yeah, very clear with his rules and everything. Just unfortunate that those that amount of models and, and mo- the way my army works with all the attacks going multiple times to do the damage um, just took too long to, to finish the game to its conclusion. Um, but, yeah, as a result, and Sounds like you've thought about how to take it down there anyway. Like, you dealt with one. If you get the priority, you're in the right position to just basically do the same rinse and repeat. Like, yeah, that soul cage. Like, I, I hadn't had it in my Cancon army, and that's one of the major differences that I put it in this one. And I don't know what I was doing without it in my list. Like, <laughs> I don't know how I got five wins at Cancon without that without that spell. It's just so powerful, particularly because of the way my army is built mm. as multiple small units. If you can hit one unit with all of your small units, it doesn't matter that you've got loads of units. You, so you're just doing the... all the damage at once. What it does the soul cage to, do? It makes them have to strike at the end of the combat. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I put that on my units free. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so it's really strong, really strong. Highly recommended to any Nighthorn players out there. <laughs> um, yeah, so at end of that game, finished the, the day on uh, four major wins and one minor win. Uh, I think I had three secondaries out of the out of the five possible, so I wasn't guaranteed to be at the top of the table because secondaries can be weighted sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more than I think there's extra five time. points. Yeah, I think I think in this case it was an extra five points. Um, so uh, yeah, end of the day, I took it out. Yeah, you <laughs> did. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Massive yeah. cheers from the crowd. Everyone lifted yeah, you up. Yeah. We did victory laps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clan fell three and three this year for the tournaments that we've attended. So putting the challenge out there to to anyone else. <laughs> wow. Ooh, <laughs> gauntlets down. <laughs> yeah. And it's good that it's a different army and a different person each time. Yeah, that's true. We're sharing it around. So you've had what Matt Matt took Cancon, <laughs> Matt took with Cancon. Corn, Dan took Saggy T with Skaven, and then you took ADF with Nighthorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, Liam, you got some work I was to do. Say, who's taking Borderwall then? <laughs> he's yeah, taking Borderwall. Mortally wounded. Mortally wounded, baby. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I want that fucking sword. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't, man? Oh, even like well, if, if I was just going for the sword, I'd borrow Dan Skaven if I'm honest, because I think they're the strongest army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just cool. steal the sword. <laughs> just buy your own sword. It's <laughs> yeah. I don't Getting know. Saying it just feel a lot nicer about having it, knowing that you'd want it as well. Yeah, but I've always wanted Narsil, so to that's have one true. that's the trophy. I've won as well would just be pretty epic. Oh, be pretty cool. You could just hang up your coat then. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's going on my wall if I win it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So well, a good good segue into um events coming up. So obviously we're all going to Border Wars. I'm not gonna make it to Border Wars, unfortunately. Uh yeah. no. yeah, had, without you. Had to make a decision between the ADF and Border Wars, and ADF was three hours closer. So Oh yeah, yeah. I got incredibly lucky, lucky actually, because I, I w- I've been planning on border wars, but um, Sam, my wife, um, she'd heard, been hearing about uh, the ADF Cup or the ANZAC Cup coming up, and she knew it was in Canberra, and she's like, "We're in the car one day," and like I was totally not expecting to go. I was like, "Well, I've only got one on this month, border wars it is," uh, but we'll just drive around the car, um, for, you know, two weeks before the event, and she's like. 
you know, you've got that event because Brent, Brent's going to that. You've got people coming down from Sydney and stuff. And, you know, it would be a shame if you didn't get a chance to go and play. And she's like, you know, you should go. You should go. And I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah, she, basically I got, yeah, Sam, Sam encouraged me to go and hang out with everyone. So I was very grateful for that. So for the first time in history of being able to pull off two two-day tournaments in one month. That's big. It helps now you're in Canberra. It's closer, especially for ADF. Yeah, exactly. Right. It just, it just happened backyard, to be. Right? Yeah, yeah, very close. It's only like 20 minutes from me. So yeah. can an ADF. It's just a no-brainer, really. So, um, yeah, and being in the ADF, it was good, able to interact with the um, ADF Wargamers Association, which I'm a member of. Um, this is my first actual event with them. Um, but just another note on on that, uh, it was a ch- it was a charity event, um, and it was it's basically it's run annually by the ADF Wargame Association, um, and all the proceeds from this event went to uh, Soldier On, which is um, it's an independent independent organisation which basically looks after Aussie servicemen. So it's not just ADF; it's also federal police, police agencies, and uh, and ambos and service people basically um, and their families um, who may be facing difficulties brought on by traumatic experiences in the line of duty. So provides a lot of psychological care, um, family assistance, or a whole range of different services available for people, uh, service people. And um, so it went to a good cause. I think in the end I saw the figures, it was about five and a half grand was raised over the weekend. So all that raffle money that went in, all those dice rolling games, (laughs) all of the, um, all the tickets, um, the ticket prices went straight to that charity as well. So I think the, um, um, the army actually funded the whole event um, through the association. So it was, um, yeah, it was a, a real lucky uh, to be involved in that and know that it's all going to a good cause. Yeah, for sure. And once again, thanks again, Sam, for um, Sam Allen for running the Age of Sigmar tournament on the day. So, yeah, it's excellent. Um, so what else is going on? We got Border Wars, and then so yeah, we got Border Wars list submission, and I think sign up deadline is all Sunday on this Sunday. Yeah. So depending on if we just about get this up in time, Sunday the what the fourteenth. Yeah. So yeah, Sunday the fourteenth. I think they've still got a few spaces left. If you midnight, and you, you aren't coming, then yeah, sign up, submit your list by midnight on this Sunday the fourteenth. Yeah. Um, and then it's on Friday, no, Saturday the 27th and Sunday the 28th. Yeah. So only two weeks away, really, now. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Oh, okay, I need to go paint a dragon and win a sword. <laughs> um, need to finish painting the gash. <laughs> win a sword. Win a sword. Yeah. yeah. Can't all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Like, yeah. I feel it's like going to be fun. To, I feel like I haven't been to a tournament for so long. Yeah, as well because well, I, I miss CanCon and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It'll be good to go. We'll see how we go. But, um, yeah, we've got the Airbnb lined up. We've got the yeah. Money. I think honestly, like I'm just really looking forward to having a long weekend down there. Like, yeah, it lines up nicely with kind of the days you get off over Easter and Anzac Day, and then yes. taking the Monday off as well, so that we can drive back kind of leisurely on the Monday and hopefully have like a barbecue and stuff like Thursday and Friday. And yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Nine ninety five. Beer prices at the at the hall. 
Yeah. And getting fed. And yeah, Suppose, apparently there's yeah. going to be some fun games going on, but it's going to be because it's Albury. They're going to get the Melbourne guys. Um, no doubt we'll have the Ballarat boys there. Um, we'll have a Sydney crew. Oh, sorry, Bendigo. Yeah. 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 Um, have the Ballarat. Ballarat, okay. Ballarat, Bendigo. It's the same thing, really. <laughs> <laughs> Dubbo. There'll be people from Dubbo there. Uh, well, I think they've got the yeah, mayor the from mayor, Dubbo. The mayor, the, mayor will be there. There. the mayor will be there. Get some um, Queenslanders as well. I think some, there'll be some Queenslanders. I don't think there'll be Queenslanders just because Bris- uh, Briscon, Bris- yeah. Vegas is that Bris- Vegas. weekend. Yeah. So, um, and that's 100, 100 players sold out, I think. So um, I think pretty much everyone in Queensland's going to that. Um, anyone, yeah. But, yeah. Anyone who's anyone in Queensland. Yeah. Kudos for them for selling out as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I don't. Are there many events in May? I'm not really aware. Um, yeah, there's the Battle of the Northern Realms. Uh, it's on the 18th of May. That is being run by Michael Thompson up in Cairns. So uh, I think the tickets are finished sales this weekend. So uh, good luck to all those going out for that weekend. Looks like there's some pretty rad dudes going up. So um, well done, Michael. Good luck in your uh, first event. And uh, yeah, man. Sorry I couldn't be there, but uh, next time, hopefully we'll get up there sometime, sometime soon. I think the but, next one yeah, for me is uh, Sydney Slaughter. Sydney oh. Slaughter, the only event in Sydney. That you should care about. <laughs> that yeah. you should care about. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheeky, um, cheeky. Yeah, no. Um, no. Well, anytime soon anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. No, but we'll be um, actually speaking of other um other people in Sydney running events will be featuring with um, Anthony Magro and Liam Burnett Blue on the, uh, the uh, on his YouTube channel next week. Agency My Down Under, and we'll be talking about slaughter and and a whole range of other things with them next week. So looking forward to that. So thank you, yeah, Anthony and Liam, that. for inviting us on the show and give us a chance to talk about the event and sign up yeah. <laughs> now. Find your Facebook event. Um, we've got heaps of spaces left. Um, We've got space for 80 players, so um, yeah, come along. Um, the pack's out now, the scenarios are out. Um, yep, yeah, it's the on bar. the Queen's birthday long weekend in June, so it's the 6th, 7th of uh, June, 8th and 9th, 8th and 9th. Sorry, yes, oh, I should get it right, shouldn't I? Yeah, 8th and 9th. Um, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, we've got the massive gaming hall, it's got its own separate private bar, which is going to be staffed. The weekend so for everyone in the hall so we can fully catered buffet bar, buffet both days so yeah um got a ton yeah. of prize support from our sponsors of prize support, which we'll yeah. talk about in detail on uh, next wednesday probably yeah um yeah we've got heaps and heaps of prize support now from sponsors um and yeah loads of trophies is separate painting competition in the evening as well so there's stuff to cater for everyone so um yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I get my devoted sigma done for it. But if not, the Nighthorn will come back out. So yeah, cool. no, it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting being uh, one of the TOs and uh, not playing in a tournament for a change. It's going to be that's going to be a new experience for me. Yeah. yeah, I always enjoy it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, like having the time to actually kind of just watch games and yeah, talk I to mean, people with, with eighty people. I would say, oh, I don't know if I have time, but obviously I've got help this year. So yeah. Um, you and Dan, who's kindly volunteered his time as well. So we'll have three people which will help massively. So um Yeah. Well I think that's what's gonna be on my hobby table from after Border Wars onward, I think just lots of terrain. <laughs> Getting as much terrain as I can done for the for the event, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, everyone needs to bring three pieces of terrain, which mm. I think is fairly standard across the bigger events now. Like with, oh, yeah. With CanCon, like, I don't imagine there'd really be anyone going to Slaughter that didn't go to CanCon, um, because I think pretty much everyone in Australia that plays Warhammer goes to CanCon. So if you um, are new and you didn't go to CanCon, you're welcome as well. Yeah, definitely come along. <laughs> but um, I imagine anyone coming would already have made their three pieces of terrain. So hopefully it's not an additional kind of requirement for people. So, yeah. And yeah, it's a long weekend on the Monday, so um, you don't have to uh, take the day off work if you're in a state that has the public holiday anyway. Um, but yeah, cool. I think um, we'll hit, we'll round out this show with some messages for our sponsors of Sydney Slaughter that we talked about um, as well. Um, yeah, thanks again for coming on, Ash. Well done on your tournament win with the Nighthorn as well. It's cool to see them taking out an event thank you very much so and yeah you're getting consistent results with them now as well so um yeah it's cool it's fantastic all right thanks for coming ash and um thanks for listening everyone and we will talk to you again very soon cheers guys bye mortally wounded podcast would like to thank our sponsors for sydney slaughter 2019 first up we have company of dice company of dice are our local gaming club here in sydney they meet the first Saturday of every month at Padstow RSL. It's right near the train station there, really easy to get to. Uh, it's a huge hall. With, there's a bar. There's going to be buffet food. Uh, the Company of Dice meet there every month as well, and it's through them that we've uh, got the connection there. We've been able to put the event on in there. And uh, so thanks goes out to Byron, to Joe, and to all the, the Company of Dice crew uh, for being so supportive of, of us and of Age of Sigma in general uh, in the Sydney scene. Uh, next up, we've got Pro Painted Studios. It's propaintedstudios.co.uk. So they're providing us with a range of gaming tokens for a whole lot of different factions. So they'll be getting getting uh, given out as prizes at the event. So thank you, Pro Painted Studios. Definitely check them out for all your token needs and other things. They've got lots of other cool stuff in there you've got to get around. Uh, so Avatars, Avatars of War is the next one. So they're uh, providing... Uh, great alternative uh, hero models for your armies. So you've got Necromancers, you've got Skaven, you've got Chaos, you've got Destruction, you've got everything you need there. Uh, there's, there's, you name it, they've more than likely got a hero for it. Uh, so that's avatarsofwar.com, avatars-of-war.com. Uh, then we've got... War and Peace Games. War and Peace Games is an online hobby shop providing all your hobby needs, uh, all your miniatures that you need from many different game systems, a lot of historicals, fantasy, sci-fi, uh, terrain, paints, you name it, they've got it. Uh, of course, they've got a lot of Games Workshop range there as well with some very tasty discounts, so I recommend you get around that. Uh, also got Urban Mats, urbanmats.com. Uh, mats with a Z. <laughs> uh, so they provided us with uh, gaming mats, terrain, uh, enough to make up a, a whole table. So we'll be using that on our uh, top table live streaming. And uh, we're very grateful to them for providing us with a very generous amount of prize support and um, provision for the tournament. So thank you, Urban Mats. And last but not least, we've got GameMat.eu. We've also provided a map uh, as prize support for the tournament. So uh, thank you once again to all our sponsors. And uh, hopefully we'll see you all soon at uh, Sydney Slaughter, which is on the 8th and 9th of 
June, which is the Queen's birthday long weekend here in Sydney, Padstow RSL. Be there. Something different, right? Say it all together. Everyone says we're back. <laughs> yeah, but, but we are back. That's Quite. why they say we're back. But, in the studio. but when you're listening, you're like, like take two. It doesn't even matter. Like you're not. Yeah. You didn't go anywhere. Well, you probably just had a. <laughs> <laughs> Should we say we're back, like all together at once? So we're like one, two, three. We're, we're back. back. <laughs> no, it didn't no. work. Take two. I said it at the same time as you, but I think we're going to lag, so it's not going to work. We'll try again. Okay. One more time. One, two, three.